Welcome to the TTPOA podcast, a podcast for SWAT officers, military, and all first responders. We'll be talking training, tactics, and leadership with the best subject matter experts around. Here are your hosts, Derek and Brandon. Hey guys, welcome back to uh, our podcast, uh, TTPOA's podcast with uh, me, Brandon, and my boy Derek over here. And today we have the lovely, beautiful Erica Gaines with TAC Mobility joining us. How are you doing, Erica? I'm doing so good. I'm so glad I'm here. Or no, you guys are you guys are here. Yeah, we're, yeah, actually, we're here in yes. your studio. Yeah, yes. we're in your studio. studio. You guys studio. are in my bedroom. If you guys could, <laughs> if you guys could see where we're at right now, you would not believe it. Um, this is our first <laughs> podcast uh, broadcasting in a bedroom slash I'm in setting in the bathroom kind of, and it's not even our house. It's not even your house. Look at that. Someone so, did get in my bedroom. some random Airbnb somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So uh, undisclosed location. That's right. That's right. So. We met you at the conference this year. Yeah. First time out. Yeah. Uh, how did how did that happen? How did we get a hold of you? So I've I've come to TTPOA as a vendor for Ravencrest Tactical. Oh shit! I, the Switchblade that, Company. Did you know that? Derek? Oh my god! We I did, did not know that. We how, didn't even talk about that. Uh, yeah. Before how, you guys leave, I'll show you. I have I brought one with me. How did we miss that? Because I've been I don't oh, know how many know. conferences I've been to. I'm kind of hard to miss. I know. Like, yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah that's, I, I don't get that. Not saying I, um, I, don't, I, don't, yeah, I, I blend right in. I don't get it. Ex- explain. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of black women. At the SWAT, SWAT conference. conference. There is. With there. tattoos and nose rings. <laughs> yeah, with the nose ring. You don't yeah. see too many cops. Oh, I guess you guys can't have piercings. Yeah, well, you know. Can you? No. Yeah, if you're, if you're like undercover. Undercover, yeah. Okay. Oh. Now, I do know some people that have nipple piercings. They keep them hidden, so. Sure. Why do you know who? Who well, say the first name? His name's Mark. Mark. Yeah. Wow. Mark's and anybody listening, you, you just threw that out there. Mark's hey, the good thing is, as of today, we have a hundred and like ten listeners. So yeah, yeah that's exciting. Yeah, we're growing. It's yeah. a hundred and ten people that are like, like what the hell? No, it's a hundred and ten. Yeah, it's a hundred and ten people that go. What the hell am I listening to? But also, I can't turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, when this airs, like I told you, it'd be you know maybe a week or so. Hopefully, we're up to maybe a hundred and twenty. Yeah, or we might be down happening. to fifty six. We don't I, know. I mean, statistically, that should happen if you have that many episodes, right? And That's you, math. I think so. you guys will do great. You That's guys math. have a great. Following. We don't do math. We don't do math. Yeah, but people love you guys. You guys have one of those conferences. I feel like there's a few conferences like nationwide that like where their name your fucking acronyms because you guys yeah. can't handle yourselves <laughs> um i agree but like ttpoa like that has some weight to it otoa that has some weight to it but yeah you guys have like a really good following i it seems like i hope so i mean i hope everyone else kind of feels the same way that you do and i think so especially the vendors right yeah like i had a really good experience yeah so so i've been doing so I, that's how I met, uh, Christian. Delisandro. Yes. Okay. That's how I met Christian was selling switchblades. And then oh. I didn't come the last two years, I want to say. Okay. Um, and then I was like, bro, my, <laughs> my course is post now. Oh, good. So yeah. So he like put me on the schedule and then he's good. like, well, we'll have to see how many people sign up. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going, oh fuck. All right. So then <laughs> other than like switchblades and the yeah. scary knives, yeah. what else? What do you do? Um, Why are you here? Why are you here? Why am I here? I so I yeah so I sell the switchblades. It's kind of one of my side gigs. I'm a yoga instructor. Yoga once instructor. a week. Yes. All right. mm-hmm. 
which we talked about. We've already talked about, you know, hot (laughs) yoga. If you guys have not tried hot yoga, I'm telling you right now, um, don't knock it till you try it. It's, uh, it's, it's horrific. It's fucking challenging. And it's a really good, like team building. Well, especially when you're like fat and sweaty and and, and trying to roll around the floor and do all this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you're not fat. You're large bodied. Okay. You you cannot body shame me anymore. That's right. Brandon. Yeah, it's uh, it's difficult. It is really difficult if you haven't done it. And then power yoga, like you know, like we're talking about on top of that, the power yoga is power yoga will fuck you up. It will, mm-hmm. and it has. And the deceiving That's why I don't part. Do it anymore. Well, the deceiving so. part is like when you go in there, women, their bodies are like little twigs. Yeah. And so it's like, ah, whatever, it's gonna be fine. Yeah. And then like their endurance is like, yes. Like a fucking yes. triathlete. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's embarrassing. And you can't. It's yeah, embarrassing. The, the warm up yeah. always kills me. Notch. I can't do the warm up. I'm like. The warm up. There yeah. is no warm up in yoga. <laughs> well, I could just. just have you ever in. done it? You have. What never he done means it. is walking through the not. door. Walking through the door is what kills him. That I'm was like, the hard part. He's like, Dad gave so up. I'm an old school wrestling fan, so I've seen some DDP yoga, Dallas Diamond Page yoga. So, it, say that again. Dallas Diamond Page. You know who Dallas Diamond? Yeah. Page. So he actually I he has. said Dallas down my pants. I said, <laughs> Wait a minute. Do I, don't mess with your with your headphones. <laughs> No, Dallas, Dallas Diamond Dallas, Page. Down my pants. Who's Dallas Diamond Page? He's an old wrestler. Oh, okay. And so he has a, a yoga called DDP because it was the Dallas Diamond Page. He oh. used to do the diamond cutter as his finishing move. So, But he's been on like Joe Rogan's podcast and talked about that and stuff like that. So, Joe yeah. Rogan's on my on my kill list. Is it your kill list? I have a kill list. Why would should you I want to kill Joe Rogan? I mean, I don't actually want to kill I, him. Should I like delete that out when, like, when I do the editing <laughs> so he ends up like dead? No one comes and yeah. uses this. You're not the prompt suspect? Yeah. Unlike my, when I sit and dream about who I, like what platforms I want to talk about, what I'm passionate about. Yeah, yeah. He's on my list. Oh, you want to get on the podcast? Yeah. So my kill list is a list of things that I want to crush slash accomplish. I was worried about that. Thinking. I was worried about that list, list. for a second. Not, not like crushed kind of list. Okay. Yeah. No, and we talked about that it. earlier with what? defining things of what you say. Oh yes. So that's kind of the same thing. Language. Language. Huh? Actually. Oh, I don't think I've ever said this. So when I was in high school, I had like, um, Oh, this is really dark and twisty. All right. Well, let's bring it. Um, okay. So when I was in high school, which I graduated in 02, um, wow. Okay. Let's do the math real quick. I'm going to be 37. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Fuckers. You're way younger than we are. Okay. So I remember being in high school and I remember my friend and I making like hit lists of like people that we hated in class. And this was around the time when like high school shootings. Oh gosh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they and the school found our list. Oh no! Um, I told my mom I was like, no, no, no. It's just like my annoyed list. Like it's not like I would never kill anyone. And she kind of left me off the hook. But my friend who made it, she ended up getting um suspended. And then the FBI is like, no, that's not that's, what that list means. Yeah. yeah. She also, to be fair, was like very, very pasty with long black hair and wore all black clothes and was like super gothic. Oh. Yeah, that's, that a makes, red, that's a red flag. That makes it like 10 times worse. Yeah, I have red like flag, Care Bears red flag. on my shirt. I'm like, no. I don't see Care Bears I don't see Care Bears all. ever in your life. I have a Care Bear pillow in my daughter's room. And really? it's mine. And I let her, yeah, hmm. Care Bear stare. That's kind of how I approach <laughs> wellness in, in the law enforcement. <laughs> that's why this is so great because you guys don't even mind that like I say shit like that. No. Like in class on Saturday, uh-huh. there's this part where the guys had to like reach and like 
And I'm saying kind of like reach out of your fingers like you were like shooting glitter out of it or something. And they're like. You don't know that. I one. can totally do glitter. <laughs> okay, so hey, spirit, spirit, spirit fingers, right? Spirit yeah. fingers. Yeah. Talk right. So hey, you're talking about class. What class are we talking about here? <laughs> okay. What class did you just get done? Butthole releasing. Yes, <laughs> that's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> so to be fair, <laughs> yeah. To be fair, to be fair to Brandon, <laughs> this is a conversation that we had before we started, well, and I'm sure we'll yeah. get into. So uh, I'm going to go to that. this real quick. So for. So today's post from her on her Instagram is unclench your butthole. That's unclench all it says. So then we started talking about that. Okay. Oh. I want you both to <laughs> unclench your butthole though. I don't think that either of you guys can't be serious for like five seconds. Okay. Ready? Take a deep breath. Relax. <laughs> Rel- See? <laughs> Try it again. Try do it. But like, Wait a minute. so what's the what's okay? The, what's so the here's the point? concept what's behind the purpose it. Okay. of unclenching your butthole. So, so when you ever so, find yourself in deliverance, you're good. <laughs> deliverance. Yeah, it's an old movie. An you're old too movie. young. Oh, you won't yeah. understand it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying. To, I'm like deliverance. <laughs> All right. So what is the what what does that post mean? Okay. So the unclench your butthole is about. Um, we do these hypervigilance reminders on our social media. So the class that I taught was called Tech Mobility, mm-hmm. Controlling the Mind and the Machine. That's that's the name of our training program. And so on our Instagram, Tech Mobility, you'll see lots of different things, but we always try and post these hypervigilance reminders. Your body just it, it you know, when you're in a state of alertness, your body is representing that state. So you might have your shoulders up towards your ears you know, or just the wearing a tactical vest. Yeah. Everything is being pulled forward. So your shoulders are coming here. So you're shortening all these muscles. If you're an anxious person, you're, you know, and you're taking shallower breaths, you have a lot of tension here. So our goal is to help you to relax some of that stuff. So like right now, relax your stomach. If I do that, it's going to pop everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sucking it in right now. Well, yeah, skinny. so many people, so many people are sucking it in because we, so many people fat shame. Yeah. Okay. So a lot yeah, of folks- Brandon, you fat shame me all the time. <laughs> so it's okay so to let my beer belly out. Yes. Let you, I always say, let your belly be a belly. Oh, yeah. So before we get Freedom. too deep down this, which I think we're about to go really deep down some deep rabbit down holes. The butthole. Yeah. Down the butthole. <laughs> hey, first off, explain to us who you are and what you yeah, do. Because we're like 10 minutes into this. <laughs> we haven't even talked about like, you yet. Boop. So I am a law enforcement culture specialist. Okay. So I've been working alongside law enforcement since 2013 doing the switchblade thing. And around 2017, I started to uh, informally interview officers about um, community policing. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of like high profile shootings that were happening on the news. And it was a lot of them were, it, they were slowly starting to bother me because um, there was just a lot of conversation about bad shoots, right? That was like the murmuring mm-hmm. that I was hearing. And then just going like the media is painting this so terribly. And that's not quite consistent with my experience. So I took the information that I had from the community policing and just looked for some kind of like common themes. Um, wasn't really finding anything yet. And then I went through a shooting simulation training through Vertra. Mm-hmm. And that fucking wrecked yeah. me. Good. Just wrecked my little liberal heart. <laughs> so so how did that wreck you? Was it was it the decision making, the speed, the time, the time that you had to do all of that together? 
The scenarios. Yes. So I had one of those little pack thingies on that the like shock, shock you. Yeah. 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 So I've, yeah. So I went through this scenario and it was crazy because the beginning of it, you start off where you're just in route. Yeah. So there's all this stuff happening and you hear dispatch just fucking talking, yep. whatever, whatever Literally, she's saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and so I'm trying to like pick out information, whatever. And then I arrive on scene and like the tension is so fucking high. Yeah. And I'm just like, so that's in training. And so, and the only thing, training environment, yeah. and the only thing that you had to worry about was getting shocked. Right. No, I'm talking about the tension of the scenario. Yeah. Like, yeah, but, yeah. It's, so, but, but it's just training. It's training. Like, so think about, you know, you're yeah. worried about getting shocked by that little belt that you're wearing. Right. Now imagine some of the dudes out here like thinking like, oh my God, I may actually get shot or killed it's doing real. this. But that wasn't, what I'm saying is that wasn't even a thought pattern to me. Like this thing was put on me and it went out did of you, my mind because I don't just, know. You just kind of forgot about it. So I was just alarmed by the just the allow. loudness of the yelling. Okay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't, I wouldn't, I wasn't even thinking about the gun. I was just like, can you guys just calm down? Like, Why is everybody like, yelling at me yeah. right now? It was like just this, these people, they were being so irrational and things escalated so quickly and I had to, and then all of a sudden this woman takes out this gun and I was like... Glitter fingers. And then, yeah, I shot <laughs> glitter at her and nothing happened. I'm a troll. Boom. <laughs> I shit out unicorn. <laughs> That's a weird scenario. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but so you're having to make a life or death situation choice. Yeah, except... I. I learned that choice isn't a part of the equation. Like, why is that? Because just it just stuff happened, right? Just stuff happened, so and who, then. So let me ask you this: Whose choice was it to ramp it up where deadly force was had to be used? Yeah. Was it yours or was it the the person that was attacking you? Um. So. That's a tough question, and I want to be like devil's advocate now afterwards, but. In the actual moment, it was her. I saw the gun and I was like, no. And so then I just took out my gun and I shot. But after replaying and whatever, just going, I'm walking up, my presence alone, me having my hand here, all the things is communicating to someone else to be on the defensive, which which are things that I'm learning now that are like these components to any type of officer-involved shooting that most people don't consider or know and you guys for sure aren't like transparent about it so there's all of these things that just go by that no one knows but you guys so i walk out and i just fall into someone's arms and i just start crying really i lost it yeah because i didn't know what happened see and back to what you said about being transparent i think that we are transparent about it but i don't think the general public understands it until they go through some reality based training, like, like you actually went through there, you know, with, with those scenarios through, through the Vertra. Cause I can, so like before you did that, I could explain to you what you're going to see, what you're going to feel and all the things that you went through, but you're kind of like, no man. And then when you actually go through it, you're like, okay, now I completely understand what that guy was talking about. Yeah. So like when you say that you think that you do a good job at being transparent, like what do I don't you mean think we do that? a like like a good job, but or we just try like, what did you mean like, like we try to explain to the general public, this is why this officer did what he or she did. And like in what capacity, like how is that said? Like give well, me an example. And, and, and I know where you're going with this because we were talking yesterday and I used some terms that you're like, okay, I'm what like, does that what mean? What the fuck does that mean? 
And I sold her the same thing. Yeah. So when military guys come in and start oh, talking yeah, to us yeah. and we haven't had, we're not in the military. I'm like, so I don't know what BR549 unit and all, I don't know what that means. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm just nodding my head. Cool. And there's, you're the same way. Yeah. And the fact of, I said, totality of the circumstances, Graham versus Connor. Sure. Action versus yeah. reaction. So if that's Oodaloo, what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. just so, so I, everyone I, so is clear. Things, what, what we're, what, <laughs> that's not communicating. Yeah. Yes. That's not being transparent. Well, even when we talked. Yeah. Well, even when we, when we were texting coming up here, you, you said, hey, call me when you get here or something. I said, T. And then four. Oh yeah, and you're I like, was like what? T minus I'm like, four. Okay, T well, four, ten dash four slash okay. It was that same. I'm communicating one thing. So when I say T four to everybody that I know, they all know. Hey, that's ten four. Roger that. Okay. Oh, ten four. Yeah, ten four. Yes. Oh, like ten four. Good buddy. Yeah. So we need to have like a class in, I didn't, hold in on, acronyms. Yeah. You texted me. I read it as, I'm like 10 4. It was like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. she, she's yeah. still trying to figure yeah. it out. She's like, what an asshole. <laughs> I was like, I don't know yeah. about that. Okay. So, but okay. yeah, so we, 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 and I think a lot of times too, it's who do you have explaining it? Like, I, I like Valid. we had this, we had this conversation yesterday. When you're in the SWAT world, we're pretty just who we are. We're kind of gruff in, in some ways, but we joke around, most guys do. And we, when you ask us something, pretty much you're going to get the honest opinion. And it might not be phrased right sometimes. It might be a little rough when we say it. But that's a good thing, I think, because a lot of times the admin tells people or tells the public something. Well, they're more polished. They're more refined. And so you're like, well, okay, really? I, I don't know. So I think a lot of times, too, when we get to interact with people in the public and just be us – it resonates a lot because we're able to talk and then you can ask questions. And, and, and uh, that's been my experience. So I guess, so I have a very similar, I would say experience. People are super vulnerable with me. Uh-huh. Like I, I don't have any problem with people telling me like it is, mm-hmm. but that doesn't happen on like a broad spectrum yeah. or like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's not happening with most of the world. One, no. people who are that different than you, you're not letting them that close to you anyways mm-hmm. in yeah. any type of capacity no. where you just fucking talk about one of the most controversial things in our country. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I, that I would, is happening. Like, no. that's what we're doing as an organization. Right. But, like, typically that's not happening because too much is... It, we talked about this a ton. Yeah. I, I, oh, there's so much skin in the game. Yeah. Everybody's dug in on For both sides. Every, yeah. yeah. Especially and no one's with willing this. to give. Yeah. No yeah. one's willing to give. Everybody's, it's like politics. I mean, it is politics and like politics, everybody's dug in on whatever side that they're on and they're, they're, they're so dug in. They're not willing to open their mind and okay. I kind of see what they're talking about. Okay. I kind of understand why they do this. What ways would you say oh, that shit. you are close minded off to Cause you just made a very general statement, which is true, but like identify with that. Like what, where's your thing? What's your thing where you're just like, no, not budging. Man, that's a, that's a good question. I would say there is, I guess when it comes to, and why do I sound bad? Um, attacking us. That's where I'm like, Oh, like in what form of, when there is, say, an officer-involved shooting, just straight going to, oh, that's a race thing, that you lose all credibility with me because there is so many levels and multifaceted just 
issues and things and that are going on that that you just can't see in a twenty second clip. Are you talking about like jumping to conclusions? Yes. Versus <laughs> versus what? Yeah. So one of the, I went to Virtua one day because they're out of Arizona and um there was a situation or a scenario. I'm standing in front of a guy and he goes to shoot me, right? At takes out his gun. I take out mine. He shot, he shoots at me. I shoot back, but I didn't shoot back until he had already shot one and turned around. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, I was all stressed out. Right. And then they play it back and he's like, why did you shoot? And I'm like, cause he fucking shot at me. And he yeah. goes, well, no. And he replays it back. He goes, you shot him when his back was to you. And I'm like, right. But what happened was he did this and he goes, okay, now imagine that you're on the other side of the park and you see this situation play out. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa, yeah. no, yeah. but there is so much happening. Yeah. Well, then you go into the science right of, that, of, of that officer perceiving that, like you did, and there, the force science does that, does mm-hmm. those studies all the time. So these people that say, well, follow the science. Well, like, okay, we are, but you're not wanting to listen to what benefits us because it doesn't benefit you. And I, I, those are when I draw the lines on, on things like that. Like if you can't be reasonable, then I don't, I can't, I mean, who so can, there's not this yeah. fairness that's yeah. happening. Yeah. It's just, and that's what's, that's what's wrong. Uh, because I think there was a, a shooting uh, up in Minneapolis. I haven't seen it yet, but apparently uh, in a car and the, the I thought you were going to say George Floyd. I was yeah. like, no, no, no. Well, <laughs> never well, seen you, that one. I, yeah. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> a weird one. Rock the world. <laughs> But it's in that same area, and a female officer is yelling, taser, 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 and she shoots the person. So she thought she had a taser in her hand. She's yelling, taser, 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 and shoots the guy. That the one that just yesterday? Happened. Yeah, that just happened. Yeah, so. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, that so. came out um, that the I actual. I haven't heard of it. Yeah, the yeah. actual. This happened a couple of days ago or yeah. a day ago. The police chief was saying today that. Um, that he said something uh, to the fact that the officer thought he had a taser, mistaken his taser a or a, a firearm yeah. for a taser and shot the guy. Yeah. So that's okay. So here's where things get really interesting because there's all this conversation about immunity. And I, I'm super challenged by this because I really walk that line of going, I believe it's both, mm-hmm. both both arguments I think are like super valid and completely valid. Right. Like in a situation like that, mm-hmm. knowing that we, we don't have any of the details right. and all that just, stuff. Ju- we'll just say, we'll, we'll play this, this out. This is for, just a scenario. This is what just happened. We, we won't read into well, all this, but on right. that, on the, what I understand from it, it sounds to me that was a bad shoot. That was okay. Never I, you took the words out of my mouth and I was actually going to use an example of like my own kind of trauma where yeah. I saw shooting and officers the next day were like murmuring. That was a bad shoot. Yeah. I was okay, like, so real fast. It says Minnesota officer meant to fire taser, not handgun and deadly shooting. Police chief says. Yeah. So, so just going on that, not and we're and, and trust me. So the audience listen to that. We're not reading into this. We're just, just for argument's sake and, and be able to, so we'll just say, from what I understand, that does not sound like that is a good shoot at all. Yeah. So, and therefore you would lose any immunity because you didn't do what, what policies and procedures yeah. are, what the training. officer training. So you would lose that and then you would be able to be civil, sue civilly and stuff. So, so that's, that's the really hard part about conversations of equality is it's like people want so let's just use another kind of generalized okay. situation. So you have you have someone who is committing a crime, 
Um, they may not be armed, but they're committing a crime and they end up getting in some type of altercation, whatever. And there ends up being a shooting. So he's still unarmed. This is an unarmed black male mm-hmm. shooting happens with the officer. Most people are going like, we want the totality of his life and everything that has, that has led to this moment to be a part of the conversation as well. And him not to be labeled as X, Y, Z. The suspect or the the officer. suspect. The suspect. Okay. okay. And so you guys are also now saying the same thing where it's like with conversations about immunity, let's take this one example. That's a mistake. Like at what point do we allow it to be a mistake? At what point do we enforce it? Because that should never happen. It's so hard going like, man, that situation in general with all of those stress hormones happening with the fastness of how all that goes, that is an easy mistake to make. But no one is going to give you any benefit of the doubt. It's going to be like roast that officer and it's going, well, but you want the, uh, you want that to be done to to your community or to whatever situation that you feel passionately about. So like, where is the fairness? Where is the willingness so, to, so for me, I look at it as I think it was a female officer. So if I'll, I, if, I'll look into it yeah. here and see, cause I, so we'll why, just say what's officer. the difference between yeah. you've brought that up. Well, I just, I, times. I just wanted to, to say, cause I think he was saying he just so just be more factual. So this officer shot someone thinking they had a taser in their hand. Well, those training records are going to be pulled. That that officer's, that's, pa- that that's officer's past is going to be yeah. pulled up. Okay. It's, so, it's going to be. Since I'm at the training academy now, that's that's like... Explain my- to me how that happens. I would love to know, like, someone's on the chopping block or when IA gets involved, like, what does that... Because it doesn't really after mean this, anything. You're talking about after the shooting oh, or it, during it the training? Just in or? general. Yeah, so like when, when people say it's being investigated by internal affairs, that doesn't mean anything to people outside of Well, internal culture. affairs will be investigating if they violate a right. internal policy or something like oh, that okay. but the uh investigators that work homicides or uh, whatever in that agency they will investigate the actual shooting because even if it's a good shoot like like you pull a gun on me i pull a gun on you i shoot and kill you whatever it is it still gets investigated as as a murder because yeah, you're still a murder suspect. i mean because i've heard that you just which took is someone's such a wild yeah, right? amount of stress to place on it, an it's officer it's a lot of general. stress like, trust me oh my god <laughs> so well, that's right because you've been in yeah, okay. yeah. so so see or i'm sorry um IA will investigate if that person violated a policy. So with the taser, now the way that we wear our taser has to be cross drawn all opposite side of your firearm. So there is no confusion of that. Right. So I have seen that like some people like have them like in here. Yeah. Yeah, So, and and again, I don't know where this officer wore their taser. Is it on like a low bearing vest up high on their chest? Is it, is it the, you know, is it cross draw across their body opposite of their firearm? No, you know, like there's, I, I don't know that, but um, I will investigate those um, things to see if that person violated some type of internal policy, right? They're carrying it against policy or whatever it is. They would also go back and start to look at some of their training records to make sure that one, the person was uh, certified to carry the taser because you have to go through qualifications every year uh, with your handgun and your taser to make sure that you're certified to carry it. Um, make sure that you're up on the latest trends of the taser whatever tasers putting down that they're seeing from across the country. So that's what IA would do. And then the actual shooting itself would be investigated by 
like a true investigator. Not that the IA guys are not, but they handle a lot more. This internal. is literally the first time that I'm hearing this. This is blowing my because, mind. Because you got to understand IA is internal. The criminal side is the one that would get you to go to prison or not go to prison to get charges to not charge you. So That's internal is like fired or not fired. Fired days off. Yes. Policy. Okay. Like, are we going to, are we do, okay, are so we going to stand with this correction. officer? Right. Okay. Did they do everything per policy by the book, whatever it is, or did that person violate a policy by, let's just say, I'm not saying this person did this, but let's just say carried the taser in a wrong fashion, a wrong manner. So question, can you be cleared by IA and still be charged criminally for something? Is that a thing? Uh, that would Is this where the say, immunity stuff I is would coming say I, in or does immunity change internal policy? I I would well, here's a I deal. would say that's probably that's on the rare side. Now that there's so many policies happen. in place. There are so many policies in place that if the person does something truly wrong and gets, you know, indicted on something, they probably broke a couple internal policies yeah. somewhere to get so, to that okay. point. Right. Now, I would so, say oh, okay. if you yeah. if you break a an internal policy, that doesn't mean you broke the law. Sure. So, and that's where you see like suspensions and yeah, things like that. Where it's off, like, yeah. Yeah. shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Or you got it written in your file, depending on what department you are at with. So it, it can range from Hey, a verbal talking to to days off. So it just depends. So people just don't get to hear this in depth of conversation about how policies work. They don't we don't we don't know how so, deeply you guys care so the thing about is, it. The policies are different for every department. Yeah. Right? Right. And that's fucking wild. But you know, but it, it, I, I don't disagree with it because I feel like contexts are very, very different. I'm yeah, not saying yeah. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying in terms of we are a but country, we're not realize, like Europe where no, we have a bunch of small countries. But you have where to realize too track of Texas. But you kind of <laughs> hey, but you kind of right. do though, right? So right. think about all like the states, right? Think about where we're from, Texas and Arizona. But me in Arizona, I expect your Texas laws to be the same as mine. Versus like if I was in Europe, right? I'm not expecting Correct. Russia if I'm in England to have the right. same. But the policies but have nothing to do. Way. But the policies have nothing to do with like the state law or the city right. statutes or something like that. The policies are just in place for that department. Yeah. So even though we work at different apartments, our policies yeah. may be similar, but they're not the same. Yeah. So think about, and some people that, that actually blows people's minds. People's That's minds. what I'm saying. Like, but so think yeah. about like, a, yeah. like my department, uh, about 420 officers, right? How, how big is yours? I think we have like 340. Okay. So think about the average size of a police department in the state of Texas is about 10 to 15 officers. So we can't have the same policies that like sure. like a fifteen man the department in, Dallas. out in like yeah. the country <laughs> you know Houston. has or Houston yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So that's why they're different. But we we don't get to know that stuff, and no one's going out of their way to find this stuff yeah. out. So someone in New York is looking at yeah. something that happens in California or Montana or Missouri or Florida. It's wherever, completely different. And we're going, no, I feel like I maybe kind of know right. one rule, one policy here in my state. Yeah. So yeah. You're, <laughs> no, you're you're wrong. Yeah. You're yeah. wrong. And they don't know. Yeah. Well, then, then you yeah. have state law. So that's over the state. But each county has a district attorney, and they interpret those laws how they want them because they're prosecuting those. So the Dallas County District Attorney 
will prosecute stuff different than Rockwell County, Tarrant County, County. or Collin County. And all those counties touch Dallas County. So it's not like we're talking about like a county, you know, half a state away. It's each individual person is going to interpret that law differently and they can put their spin on it. But again, some of that goes back to politics. Yes. Like what is they're they're voted in. So like, what does their community expect them to do? Right. So it's messed up. The whole system's messed up. So we, we had a a brief conversation about just where we're at right now and things are more accepted here and you're able to get away with a lot more crime than if you went to say the neighboring County, Collin County or or Tarrant County here in Dallas. Yes. Because of just, because it's more like liberal. Well, you have a, a very liberal district attorney who, doesn't prosecute things. I'll just take this. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, that doesn't prosecute <laughs> certain took, crimes. <laughs> to be fair, Brandon had two whiskeys in front of him and mine was empty. So I just, I liberated you. There, with this thank one. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> she's, say, she's watching out for you. Yes. Yep. Yes, you are. So say that again, because I was focused on this whiskey. So he would, they set the policy on what they're going to enforce and what they're not going to enforce and how they're going to enforce it and, and, and so on. So, you could do one thing in Dallas County and Dallas County won't take the case, but you go to the next County over and they will take that case. They're working off the same state law, but they interpret it differently. That's, that's why it's frustrating is, is law enforcement to work in a, a large community uh, or large County that has a very liberal district district attorney because, and, and, and who ultimately suffer, suffers the community people. The people that live in that community. I think everybody suffers. I don't think that anybody is winning in these type of. No, no. If we don't change, if we don't change how we come up with policies, and if we don't have you guys a part of the conversation of reform, nothing is going to change. And I think that I think that that can happen. But you know, like the sad part. I see it happening. The sad part is the the people that are a part of the conversation from law enforcement. Yeah. Are administrators. Oh right? God! So, I have been. I have so been. Oh, so many PIOs. Talk, I don't want to talk bad. Smoke up my ass. Yeah. I don't want to talk bad about administrators, but sometimes allow allow me to. Well, but please do. Well, like please. sometimes administrators are so far gone from far from, removed. Yeah, yeah, from the streets, right, or from the the day to day activities of the department. And the larger that the department gets, the more removed that they are. Right. Yeah. So, I just wish that. Sometimes they just realize that it's touch. not it's not like it used to be with those oh, guys. Okay, so there's this, a little bit of right? a yeah. but again, it all kind of circles back to to politics again because again, sometimes they have to get voted in by the city council if they're not yeah. doing right. Hey, we're going to get you out of here and get somebody else in here. I mean, it's just I don't know. I I don't know if 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 this is ever going to be fixed. Well, I think there's this also, relationship well, there's is also, so damaged. There's also the political agenda. Do you? I do. Good. Okay. So there's Brandon. a so there's a political agenda, yeah. and you're on this side, and you know that hey, that's my go to topic, yeah, to get my base roused. Oh, up. your fucking ears are primed, like you're just yeah. waiting for like something to drop, yeah. and you're like yoink. So, yeah. so <laughs> I'll use why, that. <laughs> why would I ever fix that problem? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm fixing it. I'm going to act like I'm fixing it, yeah. but what, why would I truly ever fix that problem? I and that's that's that is what I have seen, and, it, yeah. and it's saddening. Well, that's like the, that low drop in morale. Yes. You know what I mean? And like, you are like not alone. I feel like that is 
pretty yeah. common. So you do a you do a survey. I, I, I saw. Yeah. So tell me about that because that that I, I, I like what you're what you're what you're throwing out there. Like what I'm putting down. Pick yes, it up when I'm a lot. Because I'm. Hey, I love it. I'm like, what the hell is going on? With the, <laughs> this is stuff that I wish I was seeing because it's very it's true. Yeah. I mean. So tell us, tell us something about, I'll, I'll look at your Instagram and I'll, I'll, I'll bring okay, up. So, Where did you get So this? as far as statistics go, so when I was doing research, so like I mentioned before, I was doing the community policing and then I, then I started interviewing guys about stress going like, how does, how does stress impact your life? How does it impact your relationships? How does it impact work? How does it impact living your life? All these things. And everyone was like, we're fine. And I'm like, but based off of my education, the body just doesn't work like that. So tell me more about that. So I wanted to find more data research. And the only resources I could find were bluehelp.org, which check them out. Really fantastic organization. They focus on police suicide. Um, it's a police suicide memorial foundation. Um, and then uh, what's the other one? Cop. Cops. Cops. No, not cops. Bad Although cops is awesome. Um, it's the National Police Suicide Foundation. Um, and so those were really the only types of organizations I could find that were providing statistics on mental health or like wellness. And so I was like, well, fuck this. I'm going to come up with my own survey. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm and because of my unique experience, like it, it takes me all of five seconds for someone to open up to me and then they're just giving me everything. So yeah. I came up with a bunch of questions in the survey and I started asking officers to complete it. And this is nationwide, all 50 States people are giving us answers. So we start to pull statistics off of, let's say we're talking about this right now. So 50 uh, is either 53 or 56% of officers have stress related to job security. I can see that. Like is why? Because my department is this uh, is this policy? Can I do this now? I should do with oh, I should do I this now, but not that time. Or like, is this okay? Should I pursue this car or not? Or like, right. am I going to get fired? Someone has their phone. I said, "Fuck." Is See, that I okay? Guess, I guess I'm I I'm different than that. My department we are civil service, state civil service. What does so, that mean? Um, basically, my job is protected unless I really do something like really bad, and then some. Most of the time some of those guys, they do get their job back after like a, like a hearing or something like that. So. Wow. Yeah. So it's a little different, but even look at it this way. Maybe you weren't, um, maybe it's not like a disciplinary action that's that's taking place at work. But if someone, if the video of you goes viral, it has, has it? It Send it to me. But that being said, (laughs) that being said, unless it's like really scary, I don't want to watch it. No, 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 it's not. No, it's not scary. It's just, honestly, it's, um, it's what just it? just me making mistakes. I mean, yeah, like uh, years ago. Oh, this wasn't. This one really wasn't a mistake. This one just was what it was, you know. And just like years ago, um, um, uh, when I was still doing a SWAT on a on a on a team that was uh, active and doing stuff, we used to work. When we weren't doing SWAT stuff. We used to work hot parts of the city. So what? like hot. Parts oh, of the that's city. like active. Like, yeah, so like, like happening. Yeah, so like, it, you know, yeah, we just try to go handle some hot calls for patrol or whatever it was. If, you know, oh, if, okay. if like a major something popped off, we would try to go handle it or whatever. Um, a patrolman uh, got sent to a burglary where he was actually doing a burglary report um, at this 
apartment, right? So you come home, your house, your, your apartment's broken into, you call the police, right? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> this officer is over there doing just the report. So very basic call, nothing nothing too crazy, right? The um, 15-year-old son comes home from school and finds out that his PS3 or whatever has, you know, had been taken in the burglary. This kid like flips out. And he had some issues. I was going to say that sounds like there's yeah. more. Yeah. Like, yeah. He had some issues. Yeah. An attachment to that where it's more than a video game. It's- no, he had more <laughs> issues than an attachment to a, to yeah. a video game. Right. <laughs> but this officer didn't know that. And so he gets on the radio and he asked for someone to come back him up. And when he did, you could hear the kid in the background, just like amp and shit. Yeah. Up. Going crazy. Right. So me and another officer were like, Hey, we're right there. Let's go. Let's go see what's going on. So we go in and when I walk through the front door of the apartment, I hear this kid go, I'm just going to fucking kill you then. And I'm like, well, what's going on? And I walk in this room and the kid is literally up against the wall in his bedroom with his fist clenched. And the officer is like, Hey man, I'm just, I'm just here doing this report. Like I have no idea yeah. like who took your, uh, your, your video game or anything like that. Well, the kid just seriously got escalated and he started saying some other things. Now, again, Knowing now that this kid had these issues, it's like, okay, well, whatever. So we end up getting into it with the kid, right? And then when we try to put the handcuffs on the kid, because we weren't sure, this kid was making some crazy accusations, right? About what he was going to do to us. So again, we're in his room. We don't know if he does have that capability or not. And your mind works off of worst case scenarios and the rest of the world works off of best case scenarios. So worst, so worst case scenario. (laughs) Like I went to dinner and I'm all, I I receive and give love. Like that's the way most of the world works. So we're like, why would you assume that there was something dangerous in the room? Exactly. You're like, well, <laughs> yeah. bitch, I respond to violence all day long. That's why. Right. Well, and he was saying that he yep. was going to kill us. Like he was going to get his gun oh, and kill us. Oh, no. So, yeah. So, you know, that's just, but you know, so we go put handcuffs on the kid. And of course he starts to fight us. So we get the kid under control inside the apartment. Well, mom jumps on the actual patrol officer that was there first. Right. So the dad comes in. Yeah. Like the dad comes in, the uncle comes in. I'm like, okay, the kid's, just screaming and going crazy. I'm like, okay, the kids are the problem. So I'm going to get the problem out of the apartment, out of the apartment. Hopefully that calms everyone else down. Right. So I go to take the kid out of the apartment. He turns on me, a little fights on, we go to the ground, the pit bull that's in the apartment ends up gnawing at people. So we're having to kick the dog off. (laughs) Well, during the scuffle, the kid gets his handcuffs in front of him. So he slips his hand, like he slips his legs mm-hmm. underneath, you know, his handcuffs. So I get the kid, I get him out of the door and I'm taking the kid out to the car or one of the cars just to calm him down. Like, honestly, if he would just start talking to us and just relax a little bit, nothing would have happened. Right. I mean, we, he wouldn't have been under arrest or anything because, you know, there's really nothing to arrest him for, but with some of the stuff he was doing, we had to make sure that he wasn't going to hurt us or, you know, hurt himself. Yeah. So once we get out to the car, the back of the car, and I'm trying to like, you know, calm the kid down, he kind of swings at me with like both hands and I just kind of go with him and went to go put him back of the car. And when I did, the, his nose hit the back of the car and it broke his nose. And of course, a broken nose does what? The way that you just described that, though, was you just like lightly escorted him into the car. (laughs) My experience. (laughs) Remember at the beginning when I said law enforcement culture specialist? Okay. 
that's got that's hard. Yeah. Like, how do you remove yourself from that situation? Oh, I mean, it wasn't. Hey, it wasn't. <laughs> hey, it wasn't. It wasn't. Him into the it car. wasn't like. I mean, here's the it, like. It wasn't like, like. But we expect but his you momentum, to fucking yeah. flip that switch. Yeah. Fast. Right. Well, so and be diplomatic when, and shit. When his nose hit the car or the the trunk of the car, of course, it just burst right and blood everywhere. So the dad comes out, oh, the kid's crying even more, and I turn around and there is like dad with a camera and he's taking a picture of like me at the time I had my head shaved, right? Because like all white cops Okay, do. so you're now a racist <laughs> cop. Yeah, yep. Exactly, right? Yeah. Yep. So, and here I am and this ended up on the 10 o'clock news. Okay, so, so like, can I just tell you really quickly mm-hmm. from my own experience that one of the things that I realized when it comes to like how I profile people mm-hmm. is it's not that... Um, okay, so let me back up. So growing up, I experienced racism from 20, from 19 years old and onward, the hottest thing, the hottest thing. Prior to that, so much trauma, so much stuff. But those years were all of my formative years. And a lot of those people had similar characteristics. That is that is a lot of people's story. So when we see something, and this is how the brain just operates, this isn't specific to any community. When the brain senses familiarity, it tries to fill in the missing blanks mm-hmm. because it's 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 trying to um, be efficient and fast and process information and also come up with an outcome and how it's going to get through whatever challenge it is. So if you look like any inkling or any resemblance to anyone in my past that did whatever, I'm going to see that. And I'm going to say that that's what that is. So I didn't recognize that Mm -hmm. that was a thing. And I've been going on my twenties and thirties thinking that every time I walk into a room, everyone's first thought is she's black. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And so I've also then is because that's what I'm thinking when I'm talking to people, I'm looking for, I'm looking for words that you're going to drop that are going to reinforce my fear that you indeed are racist and did say to yourself, oh, she's black. Mm -hmm. So everything about this conversation is me just looking for an outcome. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to create a whole situation. Why is she looking at you when she says that? Because we have a connection. (laughs) We have a connection. (laughs) So like when, so, so when you look a certain way and it shouldn't matter, Mm -hmm. but when you look a certain way, and because we haven't traversed a lot of these really hard topics in a very like transparent, vulnerable kind of way, it just sort of like scratches the surface and right underneath that is some kind of wound. So a picture of you being bald and white, you are fulfilling every traumatic nightmare could be worst case scenario thing that brown people could imagine, Yeah, which is so unfair to you. Yeah. Well, it's thank you kind of like yeah and so, i don't think a lot of hold on yeah. and i don't think a lot of officers get the opportunity to and you and i talked about yeah. this brandon i don't think a lot of officers get the opportunity to offload like that stress and frustration of constantly being identified as someone that's racist because you happen to look a certain way or maybe because right. like you're starting to bald so you start shaving yeah your head and now all of a sudden <laughs> you're like a racist that's a lot of people's stories yeah no it is and it's so sad well what's always driven me crazy. And I know it probably for the guys out there as well. If you stop somebody majority of the time, you really don't know who you're stopping, you know, even daytime. Oh, well you knew what that is not true. If you, if you run a license plate 
And it's what was the name that we came up with earlier for oh, me when for, I was like, uh, what was your, what was your name, Derek? Uh, Derica. Uh, oh, Derica. 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 Yeah. If you are Derica. Yeah. Yeah. There, there could be some inferring of stuff. But <laughs> I can say it. You're like, no, I'm not saying that. I didn't say that. I, I didn't say that. Yeah. But if you pulled over, if someone was named Juan, you would assume they're Hispanic. Yeah. Sure. Just like yeah. when I walked up today, when when, I, when we were walking up. So you and Derek were already talking. So I walk up and I I have boots and jeans on. And I, you said, boy, that's so Texan of you. You're so Texas. So you're, you're looking at me and you're drawing that stereotypical Texan. Yeah. I don't think anything. I'm like. Hell, I'm proud of that. I love wearing boots and jeans. This is yeah. what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if if it would have been the other way around and you would have been white and I'd have walked up, I'd have been black and I'd have had my pants down and you'd have said something, that could have been a, you'd, you probably wouldn't have said something to begin with. You'd be like, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't, should I say something? But I'm really thinking that. And I guess that we all do that. Like we're, there's yeah, all, that's there's like all things. A thing. Right, but because, like, because, because we haven't had a vulnerable conversation yeah. about it, everyone fucking tiptoes around where it's yeah. just going, okay. Yeah. 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 You know what? Like, I, I, and I even said this to you. Yeah. I am really, really working on my prejudice towards, and I don't know that I've ever verbalized it, but there's just this feeling in me, and I'm still trying to understand why. Mm-hmm. But when I'm around Asian Americans, I feel different, and I don't know why. I yeah. didn't, I don't, I don't, I didn't teach myself that I never that was never anything that was taught to me but for some reason I feel that way so it's going I want there to be an environment where it's safe for me to be like I don't know why I feel different I just do and I want to get over it like I don't want it to be a thing yeah well I I, I say you find that (laughs) in the small community of policing in the in the SWAT team area because I know that when we're in the raid van we say a lot of we we bust on each other and that's when that whole team area comes together. It's like, hey, we can make fun of you. No one else outside this this circle right. can. And I think that's that, yeah. that's what's important. Yeah. And you talk to anybody that's been in a team area, whether it's football or you know special forces, and that's the same mentality. Hey, these are these are our guys. I can make fun of that, but you better not. And if you do, we better understand where you're coming from with it, or we better have a relationship with you and stuff. And and and, but you're right. People are, are afraid to say the truth in, in a loving way. I'm not saying just be an ass about it, but have these honest conversations that, that we're talking about, especially when it comes to, to the law enforcement, because I understand, you know, he's a big ass dude. I'm like, but I look at it. I don't, I don't think when, when I see stuff, oh, that's automatic racism. So going back to pulling someone over, they run a stop sign. I'm going to, I'm going to stop them. I get behind them. I hit up, hit the lights. A lot of times I can't even see that person's skin color. There's been times where I've stopped someone thinking, Oh, that's a black guy. Get up there. It's an Asian female. I'm like, what the, how am I so blind? Like, how did I not see that? So there's all kinds of things that you could see that, But that person that gets stopped is going to have in their mind, oh, they just stopped me because I'm this color. Well, because that's a story though that we've heard. Right. And, And that's, my story too is I remember just literally one story that my dad told me about him being 16 and being slammed against a car because he fit a description. I've never been, I don't think ever targeted by a police officer, but every time that I've been pulled over in my mind, I wonder if I'm 
safe. Like if I am going to be shot, that is a wild thing to, to enter my mind. Let me ask you a question. Would you do anything that would support that, that thought? Well, I don't know many people that are conscious that that thought is, do you see what I'm saying? Like I've done all of this work and I've, I've really tried to understand Uh this scenario to where now I'm aware that this is a story, a brain pattern, a a habit Mm -hmm. of my brain versus the actual reality, right? Like I'm not being treated. Is it because we get inundated too much on the news with the, like with the negative and not the good? I think it's a mixture of that. Because if you look at like contacts across the country, I couldn't even begin to assume the number of contacts that the police are crossing. Like the daily, the daily interaction Interaction. with a person. Okay. So think about every cop in America, right? During during a 24 hour period. Okay. Okay. How many contacts with a person? Okay. So now back, say the story again, now that I'm on your page. (laughs) Like (laughs) Like I don't know these words. How many contacts across America? I'm sure if we looked it up somewhere, we could probably get a good number of how many police contacts in a 24 hour period across the country. Right. And then out of that, it's, it's got to be in the like millions, I would, right? I would assume. I mean, well, I and I think that this is it's really a matter of your community understanding that this is less about data and facts and more about trauma and feelings, which is a very like living thing. It's a living thing, but it's also a very unfamiliar thing to your guys's community, right? So, like, if you think, okay, SWAT operator, give me a mission, give me what I need to do, I'm gonna do it. Let's do a report. Let's follow up. What did we learn from it? Let's change whatever. Mm-hmm. Train, 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 train. That's not how feelings operate. Sometimes feelings just need to be felt and be heard. And then that's it. It's kind of like when, you know, a lot of you are male, I'm assuming your audience members. So like when your wife wants to talk about a problem, mm-hmm. she doesn't want you to fix it. She wants to talk about it. Right. So feminine is, is just the needing to like expose and be vulnerable. That's what trauma is in general. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we're dealing with this nationwide collective trauma of people who are brown or in marginalized communities, and they haven't had this opportunity to just be heard because there's always like a, well, no, there needs to be a solution because that's how police work. Yeah. So, okay, community says this. Okay, cool. Now we're going to do this. And like some kind of initiative is created, but really what people want is to just for their traumas to be recognized and and that's a really hard part of 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 where we're at is because right. you guys want to do, you want to do, and really there's nothing to do when people are just talking about feelings. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you talk to me about well, statistically, there's more crimes that happen in X Y Z. Well, wait a minute, because we're talking about the stories that have been that have been told at younger ages or the experiences, right? Like mine, I grow up having people just be microaggressive about my differences with them. And I internalize that because I don't have a fully developed mind. And so then I grow up like thinking that the world operates like so. So then I spend the rest of my adolescence forming brain patterns, um, um, just regular behaviors Mm -hmm. around this untrue idea that, X, Y, Z exists. Racism exists. Racism exists. People are going to judge you because of this. That's not true. Police officers aren't pulling me over and like, you know, like um, pointing me out or anything like that. But when I was younger, that one story that my dad told me before my brain was formed, that is my truth. That's a hard thing to hear. And I think too, like like I said, there's so many things that goes, goes into it because 
I guarantee you someone has a story out there where I was racist towards them. That never happened. In the fact of I pulled someone over and they're thinking, oh, they only pulled me over because of this. When the reality was, no, I pulled you over because yep. of this. They didn't even know who yeah. you were. So here's where I'm talking. it's a community pressure too? Like a community 100%. pressure? 100%. And, and he said it too, where it's like, we can make fun of each other, but you better not fucking make fun of my community. So because most communities, and, and, and that just has to do with where we're at in terms of evolution, we're just now getting our hands on resources that we need to be able to dissect the um, the cracks in our communal infrastructure. So like within your guys's organization, right? You guys are, this is the first time in police history that I've heard so many officers be transparent about, or not transparent, um, be so forthcoming about calling certain officer behavior out, saying, no, that's not what we stand for. We need to get better at behavior or training or what we're hearing a lot more of that now, right? And, and from I my, think it's happened, though. It's happened, but in my experience. Now I'm saying we are just like... I agree with that. 100%. We're just now hearing that. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's also happening in other communities too, where now they're getting a hold of resources and data and, and, and think, statistics I and education. That, I think that stemmed from this whole movement of defund the police. Cause you're like, wait a minute. When you start doing this, guess what? What you're going to lose, you're going to lose training first. We always, we, you know, every department loses training. That's one of the first things we lose without even defund the police was even out there. Hey, we got to cut back this. Ah, let's cut back training or let's cut back this. There's always those issues. And we've been fighting that internally for years and years and years. We need more education. We need more training. We need more this. We need more manpower. We've been fighting that for a long time. Now it's come. It's a hot political topic. It's a hot social topic. So therefore, that's why you're hearing us now. Because listen, we've been saying this shit for a long time, but no one's ever cared. Now the public cares. So now you want to act like you're going to do something. But you're going to, what you, once again, you're not going to listen to us. You're going to go, oh, let's go with what this group who is so radical, let's go listen to them. And that's wrong because we lost a voice. You lost a voice. Yeah. People that are just like, hey, I like the police. I think there should change. You know, I've, I've been a victim. You're kind of, of forced to yeah. shoot. Yeah. So you're like, well, I don't want this. And I don't want, so it's either one way or the other. And there's no middle ground. There's no just... So I want to kind sense. of, I, I hear that's a, I think that's a pretty common response. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to offer this perspective. When I was in 2017, when I was trying to figure out how to reconcile this bad shoot, quote unquote, yeah. with, I don't believe that all officers are shitty and terrible. I was like, oh, black lives do matter, right? The, yeah, like I, I and and by that I mean I want you to consider the totality of what it means to be black, all that stuff. But when Black Lives Matter was out in 2017, it was like, how fucking dare you wear that shirt? Like, how dare you believe in that? And it was just like this, like, like you know, yeah. nationwide, like, shh, yeah, we don't want to hear. And then All Lives Matter came out. Right. And when All Lives Matter came out, because that was the rebuttal to Black Lives Matter, then it was we want police reform. And then that was going, shh, you don't know what you're talking about, whatever. Mm-hmm. And and now we're at defund the police. Yeah. So it, it didn't happen overnight. It, oh. it was this issue that because it went long enough, people who are without resources and without 
your perspective were like, well, fuck this. Well, fuck the police. Yeah. Right. Like I reach out to an organization because we're trying to put together like a community roundtable where I'm inviting people from different community members to participate in a virtual shooting simulation. Mm. And then afterwards, I'm going to create a list of re- police reform topics. Mm. Now, you can also give me your opinion on police reform if you head over to tacmobility.org slash surveys. Just go to the website. It's somewhere on there. I'm like, I don't know. Fuck. (laughs) Um, But we do have a survey where you can give us your opinion on police reform, like from your perspective, knowing everything that you know. Yeah. But so our, our goal is to, to have those hard discussions. And, and I think that we're ready to do it. But this organization was like, we don't work with the police. And I said, Oh no, I'm, I'm a civilian. I, I am not, yeah. I, I, I'm about bridge building. I want, yeah. they're like, no, we do not support the police. We believe in the abolition of police. And I said, or Whoa. in the abolishment of police. And I said, so what's the plan when we do abolish the police and we have hundreds of thousands of humans in our communities that are jobless? Yeah. Do we then treat them like we did veterans? Mm-hmm. Do we treat them like drug addicts who are really suffering from family traumas that we don't have time for? What's the fucking plan? Because if we don't talk about education, if we don't involve their perspective in equality or reform, then we're not fucking talking about equality anymore, you guys. Like, let's get that fucking straight. So we really, really believe in advocacy in the sense that we can't achieve global equality or, or even move the needle towards that if we aren't including your perspective as hard or as uncomfortable as that may be because the, 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 the person or the groups that have the, the biggest voice right now yeah. are the ones that are getting all the money. You always follow the money and you'll always figure out what someone's agenda is. Look how much money some of these organizations have raised. And you're like, so what is that money really going to? We're not raising any money as, as the, just your local Joe police officer who's, who's dealing with all this. We're like, Hey, Give us better training. Give us some of these things. Give us this so we can help. Because when we go out to the public, if you're if you're an officer and you work in a minority community, well, who else are you going to stop? Who else are you going to interact with? Who else are you going to talk with? You're, and the most racist person, you would want to be around that every day. But that always gets overlooked is, hey, I'm in here serving the community that you're destroying because you're a criminal. You're destroying your own people. But I'm here to help these people that don't have a voice that don't have the ability to fight off the evil. That's going to take, that's going to take advantage of the weak. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, we joyfully put ourselves in that situation. If right now, if someone jumped in that area of a pool and started shooting people, me and Derek, would go grab our guns and we'd go take care of that situation. No matter what color they were, we wouldn't go, Hey, what's the color of people out there? Oh, yeah. See, and that's why I think that your guy that, so, so here's, so I think that every person in the world, this is this is me not being a police officer, <laughs> I think that everybody should have equal influence over the government. I think that we should have the ability to reassess laws after a hundred fucking years. I think that we should. But that being said, you guys are really familiar with some of those um, tenets of the structure of our of our country that not most people are. And I do think that there, there is value in some of that structure, but I also think that there is room for improvement and change 
and and you guys are now starting to get more vocal with that. So we want to just advocate and create more space for that type of dialogue that says, right. help us help. Like, what does reform look like if we're if we're factoring structure, organization and security with progressiveness, proactive and e- effective, sustainable culture? What does it look like if we if we just sit down at the table and brainstorm the fuck out of that. You right. know what I mean? Like, I feel no. like that's not you happening. Have, you're going to have to have the right people to brainstorm the fuck out of that. That don't yeah. have agendas. that don't have yeah. political, you know, uh, political aspirations. Well, we all have that. That's going to be impossible, but it's saying there's room for all of it. There's room that if I just sit here and I close my mouth and I let you get all of that out, I too have room to get all of my stuff out. And, and here's the, here's the thing. Like most cops just go, Hey, the rule of if you're trying to harm me and kill me, then I have the ability to do that to you. But what has happened is those pure, just easy, just look at cases that are shootings that are so righteous are now the goalposts moved. And that's what's scary for us officers because of the whole deal that we talked about in Minnesota. That's one of those deals that man, that's clear cut. Yeah, that's not good. And then there's some of that are, because we'll give you the, I'll, I'll change the scenario up on so that officer in Minnesota. So what we're saying is, hey, she said taser, 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 and then she fires the gun. Same deal. You could hear someone say taser, 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 fire the gun, and it could be a righteous shoot. Because what you didn't see is maybe that guy reached into his his waistband and pulled out a gun while they're thinking, hey, he's not cooperating, he doesn't have a weapon, so we're going to tase him. And all of a sudden, bam, that window opens, and now you have to shoot him. But all the media, because now they're just hearing, hey, taser, 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 they shot a guy and they were going to tase him. No, that's not what happened. So you can change one little factor, and now you have the ability to take someone's life. We just don't understand, I think, as like an, as like a progressive country, if progressive and liberal are interchangeable for you, whatever. Yeah. But I just don't think that we, that that is a concept that we understand like, I, think a lot of- I would never like, I mean, I don't know, maybe not never, but I don't know that I would run to help someone. I don't know that I would put myself in that situation. So having all of those layers be a part of it is just yeah, wild and, and, and not even a part of it's literally a different world. And I, and I really want you guys to know that because I think that that'll help with some of your frustration and, and how you internalize or, or take some things personally. People just don't understand the world, the way that you guys do, you interact with the constitution and amendments in such a different way than the world does. This is when it says we, the people, I don't we, know we, what that means. Yeah, we, we mean that. I mean, that's that's the preamble to the Constitution. We the people. When you say we the people, it's us. The government was built not to. The government was built to serve the people, not for the people to serve the government. And that's the way the founding fathers designed this place. Yeah, and so, I don't ever the Constitution that means something to me. So when you say, "Hey, I want to take away someone's rights." No, I don't want to take someone's right. I want to take someone who is wanting to take someone else's rights by killing them, by taking their property, by being a drug dealer. I want to take those people's rights away because they forfeited that right. That's what I'm here for. Just like I don't want people to take away stuff that I've been doing, that that I'm a good citizen. I believe in people's rights 100%. I think you should have the right to be secure in your home. But also think when you violate 
and you give us a reason to get a judge to show, hey, there's enough probable cause to go in your house and get you, then you should be able to do that because you, because of your actions, yeah, you've thrown away your ability to display that you can be an active and, and productive part in society. And so that's, that's where all the foundation of what we do is based on. That's the found. I mean, that's our, it's bedrock. so black and white and the world is so fluid now yes. that it's, it it's really hard. Even just listening to that, it's so foreign to me. Like when the star spangled banner comes on, mm-hmm. I don't have a reaction in my body other than, Oh, people are around me are doing something. So I should. Yeah. And, and that's not any form of disrespect. I just, I just didn't grow up with that. And that is the case with most brown people in America is patriotism, the Constitution and amendments are typically um, closely connected to oppression. And so that whole government Uh stuff, not even, it's not even a thing. And, and, I want to know more about that because I, I, I like when I see like middle Americans uh-huh. and how they feel about like their property and their land and like their right to things. Yeah. Um, even like the look in your eyes yeah. right now. Um, okay. So if you kind of like back up and you think about um, what America did with slavery and racism or lack of opportunity, it's solution was here. I'll just give you stuff. Mm-hmm. So there is no sense of like, generational ownership that exists within marginalized communities. That's just a fact. Okay. I I don't mean it good or bad, not victimhood or anything. It just is. So a lot of folks grow up with like these tenants to like, you know, the, the cloth that they're cut from or whatever Mm -hmm. people say, I don't know how that works or whatever. And it's just so vastly different than the majority of Americans. So to have that experience of like ownership and, and really believing in the constitution. I want to, I want to understand that because I feel like there's something to it and it sounds really good. I, it's just so unfamiliar to me. I mean, that's what protects you from the government meaning the oppression of the government. Yeah. I mean, and I'm, I've never heard it that way. And I'm part of the government in a, in a, in a, in a city way. So like freedom Um, of speech. So like, yeah. So like like protests, like you can't like, okay. So yeah. like freedom of speech or even this podcast. I mean, this is freedom of speech, right? We can get on here. We can talk about pretty much anything that we want to, as long as we're not like threatening or doing something like that. You know, it's like somebody coming in and shutting us down because we're talking about the black, white, racist cop police, you know, yeah. po- uh, police in 2021. It's difficult. Yeah. And I think that we all, you know, when we talk about equality, I think that people who are not in law enforcement deserve to understand a little bit more of that because I think that there is something to it. Like we have to follow the constitution as police officers. We have to follow the laws and And we have state laws. We have state laws and a constitution. I mean, there's, there's so many, there's so many things that, that it's not just, Hey, here's your gun and go out and shoot somebody. Hell no. And, and the thing is, is, that's what we work on. So when we're when we're looking at things, man, there there is there is so much going in our minds so quickly. Do I know what to do, when to do it, and am, am I and am, and am I prepared to do it very quickly? Those three things right there. Do I know what to do, when to do it, and do it very quickly? If you know those three things as a police officer, you're gonna you're gonna survive well in this career. So but if you miss one of those three, you won't be able to do it. I want to hear something that you just said. So you know, shooting someone. I've never met a police officer. 
in 17 years and you've been a little bit longer than me. I've never met a police officer that says, today, I'm going to go out and shoot someone. Yeah, never. Today's the day. Never. And most of the time, you ask anybody, and this will be SWAT related, this will be across the department, no one wants to get into a shooting. It's 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 not it's it it's not a good feeling. Mm-hmm. It's not a good feeling. It's 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 not good for anybody. It's not good for you. It's not good. It's not mentally healthy for you as a person pulling the trigger. And that and, and I two things of that one, but that I have an agenda. I don't know that I have an agenda. And here's where the trauma Mm -hmm. aspect, like I really want people to understand that, that what you might view as an agenda is trauma. So like I want your, I want whatever you're doing, that shooting that you were involved in, I need it to fit my story in order for me to feel safe and secure because that's how our brains are Mm -hmm. just wired. Mm -hmm. And that's not true or healthy or helpful. Mm. Like it's just... It's so incomplete. What do you and mean? I'm confused. It doesn't take much, but <laughs> so <laughs> my ADD might have like kind of run with me on that one. Okay, so say the last thing that you said. It's not healthy. Back up more. Uh, I forgot what I said. Fuck my he's ADD! A, it just came in. He's a big dummy too. So. Yeah. So it's not so like no police officer goes out looks again to like okay. is, yeah, is yeah, looking yeah. for a shooting. Okay. Right. So people, we just because we have these stories that police are out to get brown people. But where do these stories start? That's at like, infancy at at in 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 adolescence. That's what I'm saying. Media. So like and right and then social yeah. media perpetuates it. So yeah. my story happened. I couldn't tell you what age it happened. I was living at home. Mm-hmm. No idea when. But that story made that real. So so seeing that so, shooting. So so have you had a negative run in? That's what I'm saying. No. Mm-hmm. But every single time that I'm pulled over, I'm that. ready for it and I'm looking for something. And that's just what if how you get trauma- pulled over? What if you get pulled over by a black officer? It doesn't matter when I see those lights. I think that's for everybody. When I see those lights, when I get pulled over too. I'm sure. like, when I oh, see shit, them. But is it like, what did I do? Or am I going to get shot? Those are two very different questions to ask yourself. Right. Because I, I think, well, here, here's the thing. I have told my kids since they started driving, here's how you, here's how you interact with the police. <laughs> I, when I drive, I carry a gun. It's right. It's visible. It's either on my hip or it's right between my seat. So if I need it, it's right there. So when someone comes up, I get stopped. I pull over as far as I can in the shoulder or I pull in a parking lot where it's safe for them. And it's safe for me to, for a traffic stop could be conducted. Yeah. I roll down all my windows. If it's a light outside or if it's night, I turn in my interior light and I have my badge out and I have my hands on the steering wheel right there. And when they walk up, I give them is I want I want them to, to start understanding. Okay, windows down. There's no one back there. Okay, mm-hmm. lights on. I can see in there. Okay, I feel safe. I don't have the cars uh, flying by me. So it starts to give them a sense of okay, I don't have to worry about this now. I don't have to worry about this. I don't have to worry about this now. I just have to deal with the guy who's driving the vehicle. As they get up there, I always tell them, hey, I have a gun right here. Here's my badge, and they can do whatever they want from there on. If they tell me to get out of the car, I'll do that. And so I tell my kids the same thing, except they don't have a gun. I tell them to do all that. If they tell you to get on the ground and lay down, you better do it. Why? Because you don't know what can happen. You don't know what just happened. You don't know that that vehicle that you're driving was a suspect in a robbery that just happened. 
You have no idea. That. Okay. So I think that that is so amazing. Yeah. And I think that that's important. My thought process is it does none of, none of the details will matter because I'm black and everything's going to escalate so fast that I won't have a chance to let this officer know who I am and what I'm about yeah. and that I'm not whatever is, ha- whatever he thinks yeah. is happening. Yeah. So it's like the survival so, mentality the, versus like, you just never know. It'll probably right. be fine if you so, cooperate. It's so just So once different. again, so, it'll always be fine if you cooperate. I mean, it will But that's all, not what we learn is what I'm saying. Well, yeah. And, and that's teach, like who, so our parents, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So like, and, and that's based off of, you may not think that, but think about what policing was like for your parents generation and for your grandparents, your grandparents generation was enforcing racist and segregational laws. Fact just be right. So it's going, these stories happen just because of how history happened. And we want to, we but don't want to talk like We're not about in the thirties and forties and fifties anymore. Totally. Right? But so trauma doesn't but work. You have to understand way. too, like some of the information that we get, right. It's okay. Black female wearing a white shirt with tattoos and a nose ring just robbed the Seven Eleven across the street, right? <laughs> right. Except for the robbery. This is all true. All true except for the robbery. Okay. So we pull up and me. Let, let's say you and you, you and I are standing on the corner talking just like we were, okay. right? And let's say a squad rolls by, right? And they see you, mm-hmm. even though we know it's not you that just committed that robbery. Right. Sure, but we I, have yeah. very little information. All we have to go off of is a black female, white shirt yeah. with tattoos yeah. and a possible piercing. Yeah. Holy shit. I look to my left and I see you standing on the corner. Like, not too many people have nose piercings. Right now I jump out. Hey, get on the ground. Don't move because you just robbed the Seven Eleven with a firearm. Yeah. And you know how quickly that can escalate from your virtual training. Mm-hmm. So, so, so the problem is, is that when stories are being told to generations, if, if the outcome is that you just need to be patient and things will work out, if that's not the ending of the story and the story is who you were and the fact that you weren't that person and you were still treated like you were, if that's, oh, I get the story, it. I, but I, I'm I, just I, saying that this, I so get this it. Is but the what component. should, but what should we do? Like, yeah. like what should we do in that situation? It's being able to identify if someone is creating, if, if you pull up on someone and they are fucking fretting, fretting, it's having the awareness that, oh, this person is from this community, whatever, based off of whatever they look like. So here's where profiling matters. This person is from this community. Based off of my knowledge, they probably think this is going to happen. But look. Is that not racism, though? Which, but because here's the fine line where because yeah, then my you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's and because then the, you could deal with someone who's like, hey, we, I'm a black male. I grew up in a family that, hey, yeah. my dad was a cop. He was in the military. Man, there was no bullshit in my family. We did this, this, and this, and I never experienced that. Yeah. So now I'm assuming that oh well, because you're black then you're going to not like the police. And I'm like, man, we can't win. Like you really can't, you really, really can't. And that's what I, when we talk about advocacy, it's, we are approaching groups that are anti-police or who like kind of like side eye police and going there's in the same way that there is far more to our story than others understand. There is far more to their story that I am just now scratching the surface in understanding. Like, cause I look at it. So going back to, being in the public and, and, and fitting that description of a possible suspect. So I teach an off duty uh, class where if you were involved in an off duty shooting, 
So I always tell them, hey, if you have to draw your gun and shoot somebody in public and you're dressed like I am today or like Derek is or, or, or you, hey, once the shooting's over and that suspect's down, then you need to holster your gun. You're not the, I always said, you're not the real police anymore. The real police are the ones coming in uniform and it's their fucking scene, not yours anymore. So don't have this Billy badass. Well, I'm the fucking cops too. No, you're not, bro. You're, you're just a dude out here that just shot someone and someone, no one knows who you are. So that you have to start preparing yourself because I know the mindset of the cop is if you have a gun and right. you're not participating you and you're not uh, being cooperative with me, then you're wanting to harm me or someone else. If you're, if you have a gun and you're cooperating with me, then, Hey, you're not going to hurt me or, Hey, this is my gun. And I'm a, I'm a civilian who has his handgun license. You know, I just shot this person, my, my handguns on the ground. All that. Unless there's some negligent discharge of that gun, that person's not going to get shot because they're complying. Everything that you, the, the majority of stuff that we see is lack of compliance. So now we, we now we're going to get these calls and you're dealing with someone of color. Well, I can't breathe right now just because now we just fought or don't be man. You can't touch me. And it's like, OK, now you're now you're playing on the media that's been telling you all this when the reality is that's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, and and now it's a it's. It no no officers know what to do. The, the goalpost didn't get moved. It got fucking ripped down. So and and that doesn't and and that goes far away from the goal. Like from from people who are not police officers, if the goal my back's all tight now. Think about this stuff. No, if, if, <laughs> but like if the goal is is to have officers who are able to like balance compassion and courage and like be able to have like appropriate decision making, placing all of these like. 20,000 different things on top of them, just any human animal is not going to be able to perform in any like efficient way. It's just not possible. Also to hit on that, all that goes into training as well, right? Sure does. Look at, look at what police officers have to be good at in 2021. There's a list of like 30 things. And in that list of 30 things, you're going to have the DT, which is like the hands-on stuff, the defensive tactics. And then you're going to have the firearms skill set, the decision-making, the reality-based training, the Virtra stuff like that, the force-on-force training. Something is going to give. And now in these days, in 2020 and 21, law enforcement training um, uh, sites or or, uh, divisions or whatever, they're training to what the hot topics are now. So something has to, so something has to give. So sometimes when you see an officer truly do something that is just that you see on the news and you're just like, Oh my God, that guy is totally racist or whatever it is. I look at it from like, from a training standpoint and I go, that person is undertrained. He's overreacting because he's undertrained. Well, the majority of public think that you guys have adequate training. So I met with um, a woman. She's uh, she's a black therapist, and she's you know we sat down, and I was like, so if you could if you could decide if you could pick like one thing that like was mandatory for police officers, what would it be? She's a therapist, so she goes, well, I think that they need they should they should have mandatory time where they chill out, where they are, you know. I totally agree. And I said, (laughs) yeah. And I just kind of chuckled and I'm like, 
just so you know, like that's that doesn't happen. Like no. they are running to the ground. So when people, it's really funny because when I'm working with um, like uh, wellness people, like SISM people, when they they're like, oh yeah, you got like you got to talk to admin. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about admin. Yeah, I care about you guys. Let me tell you right now, I don't yeah. give a shit. About the chief, I mean, I'm sorry, chiefs that are listening. I do give a shit about you guys, but just going. Please like, bring in our company, Tiger yeah. Ability, to your Please partner. Bring in. We have you're the guys making the decisions. <laughs> she's like, joking. Yeah, she's. Like, yeah. You guys are the ones. You guys are the ones. The patrol officers, the SWAT officers. You're you're the ones that are dealing with the public. Yeah. You, let's take SWAT out of it. Patrol. Okay, you're the ones that are care that are dealing with our city's traumas. Yeah. All, all the ways that our government has let us down, all the ways that our trauma has left us to be victims. You guys have to deal with it. And you've done this thing. And I said this to him is that in your effort to shield people from violence, you've shielded people from violence. We don't know that it exists when I'm doing a ride along and we're looking for a, sh- a possible shooter and everyone is at home cause it's one o'clock in the morning going nine nights. Yeah. We don't know what's happening in our community. So yeah. we're looking at the world from this glass, glass half full perspective, glitter and unicorns. You, you know why that is a lot of times is because administration, city council people, they don't want to know, Oh man, the city, Ooh, there was some crime. Mm, our, our citizens might be scared. They they don't want to really show what's going on. My thing is, is we need to be better at spinning the narrative for us, getting the truth out for us. Hey, SWAT teams, they just hit this house. Yes. Don't deal drugs in our deal. Hey, our gang unit just arrested so many gang members in this in, in our city for doing this. But they won't do that because it's it bad. makes their city look look yeah. bad, right? But then um, again, what it's what you just said. Well, it shields me from, well, hell, there's really not nothing going on. Why is our cops? Again, it goes back know? to, here, here's my thing. It feeds people that narrative. Get, yeah. people, really get, people get ass hurt so easy these days, <laughs> right? And that's the, the problem. You can't tell people of a certain city that the city you live in has crime. The city that you live in has drug dealers and uh, gangs yeah. and has shootings and has robberies because... It's just you can't do that to that community. The mayor's not going to do it because next thing you know, that mayor's probably not going to get reelected or whatever it is. Yeah. The police chief's probably going to get fired. They're going to bring someone else in. The police department's going to get turned upside down. You can't do it anymore. One, because people get their fucking feelings hurt way too easy now. Well, I mean, it it's, should it, it, the way that it, it but it works Communities are not, again, people are not very unique and special like we want to think they are. But I mean, look at your guys' community, right? Like if it, let's say any attorney that is like anti-police comes into your community and is just like, this is what's wrong and all the things, you're going, you don't fucking know. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So So you're unable to have conversations about trauma and crime and violence because we're also not able to talk about how history has played a role in some of that, right? Like we don't talk about redlining, mm-hmm. but we don't talk. And, and, and yeah. I say that in the sense of, again, when I talk about some of these things, your brain might want to go to, okay, another person that has said that has played the victim role. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. It's going because of how racism happened 
trauma impacts generations very, very easily. And so we can't have a conversation about crime and violence without talking about opportunity. We can't have a conversation about crime and violence without talking about the, you know, the falling apart of the family nucleus because men were not because of how slavery worked and men being taken away from families. So all of these things play a role, but but we don't talk about it. So it's like, well, now we can't. But if you look in the forties and fifties and sixties, men in the African-American community were married more. There wasn't as fatherless. Right. But then, then that started changing. So, there, there's so, and there's so many things, avenues to go down. It's just not one issue. It's not two. It, there's so many things. There's so many and things. Then, and then here we are as the police. Going, hey, fucking well, deal with all these things. Oh, I'm going to call because your husband is trying to beat you up. So now right. I got to figure this out. And also, it, 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 there's so much. Like there's the, the, so fucking much. The man who has to work or the woman who has to work in the uniform and answer calls daily. I truly feel for that person. I don't have to do that. I, I, I have an inside job and on spot, so I don't have to do that. Those men and women that do that, I truly, it, it breaks my heart for those guys. And that's why we I don't work know what for they, them. Yeah. Because like, how does any just physical human body handle the amount of stress that you're putting on them to understand state laws, like the constitution, all those things, negative public perception, being a regular human and trying to have relationships and finances. That's the biggest. So the biggest one is the negative public perception to me. I think that's the biggest one. Like, like me, you've known me for, I don't know what, like an hour and a half, two hours now. Do you think I'm racist? Do you think I'm an asshole? Oh, I I wasn't thinking of any negative things. Like in my mind, I was like, this is like a really gentle person. (sighs) You seem gentle. You seem like a peacemaker. Are you fucking with me right now? No, are you not? You seem yeah. very gentle. I, th- I mean, I think a gentle I am. giant. I, I, just, yeah. I just thought you were making fun of me. Or something. Yeah, no. no, you honestly like He's, I can t- like I like you're okay, gentle. But, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's, let's but, but, but like that. here's the deal: if I roll up right, right. to a you're certain to a certain community yeah. or a certain area of of this of of, of the city I work in. I'm not going to give you an opportunity to be gentle. Exactly. You're going to, I'm going to put you again. My brain is going to fill in the blanks of who you are. And again, but why am I there? Because right. But again, why are you there? Is it because of over policing that happened in the sixties because of drug reform? So there's so many. So I will tell you this. I will tell you this because there is a, that's the problem. problem. (laughs) So as in 2021 to be a proactive police officer, meaning you go out and you actually look for the bad guys. You look for stuff. <laughs> that ain't yeah. happening. It's not happening. No, it's not because guys are scared or are, are, are worried about what's yeah. going to get it. You know, are they going to be labeled a racist? Am I just looking for this? Am I, whatever it is. Yep. So the proactive police working really isn't there a whole lot in 2020, 2021. Um, the reason I'm there is because someone called Call 911 me. and said, you need the police need to go handle this problem. Yeah. So I'm not there because like, I want to come hang out with you. Yeah. You know, like you said the other day on, on, on like another podcast, you're not there because, Hey, my son just graduated co- high school or college. Just come hang out. Right. Some drinks. Like, the most traumatic like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're yeah. there because you're having a real bad day. Like your boyfriend's trying to beat your ass or literally choked you out because you wouldn't give him sex. And now he choked you out, made you pass out and he raped you. Yeah. Like that's why we're there. Yeah. See, and that's yeah, and you go like your 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 facial expression. I couldn't even digest or what all that, you just that said happens. right now. Like I'm still or like, 
yeah. or the mother of three children drug their kids outside and stabbed them or mm-hmm. suffocated them because are those things that you've seen or things that have just happened that you know of yes a little bit of both you've seen them yes see okay so here's here's I saw I I will tell you this I when I was a rookie uh, probably three or four years in I saw two sisters both decapitated by one person because one sister refused his sexual advances. So he went to the apartment where they live together to confront the one sister. Turns out they both were there. He showed up with a gigantic knife. So his intentions were to do something because who carries around a gigantic butcher knife with them. Right. Yep. And whatever happened in that apartment, they ended up dead and decapitated. And we show up. And right there in the floor are the bodies, the heads, and a lot of blood. That is what these people are dealing with. So then go add that so that he's there for two or three hours. Then he goes back and works his shift. And now he gets sent to another call. And, how then, do you you think have to, and then you have to go home. And how do you think he's going to react to that call when he has some dude that's like, hey, what the fuck are you bothering me for? Like, bro, you don't know yeah. what I just saw. Don't fuck with me right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those deals. So that's the, that's and, the part that, the public never sees. Well, right, because so we and here's where I kind of really need officers to get a little bit braver. And, and here's where wellness will be a part of that. Mm-hmm. If you're not if you're not sharing those things, if you're not talking about those things, yeah. And, 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 and it's hard happening. and it's hard because it might it's, as well not be happening. So, and also, yeah. so like if let's just say me and my wife are having troubles, right. And we're having a hard time at it. Can't pay bills or infidelity. Just, I mean, you just name it like whatever day to day, all common things with a married couple. Right. So let's say we're having a problem and now I go to work the next day. What's on my mind? Sure. Am I pissed off? Totally. Yeah. So now I have to go to your house and deal with your Friggin' dumbass problems when I have my own problems, so, right? So, but here's the deal: like, if Erica has a bad day, yeah, right, bad personal whatever life experience or whatever it is, and you go to your office or you know you're you're doing your tech mobility thing, no one's really going to be upset at you if you're kind of like a little bit snippy or not as fun or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, like, the couple things with that one. <laughs> That being said, <laughs> the way that you guys get paid is a fucking atrocious. <laughs> well, thank you. Atrocious. Man, she is like up in that mic when she said that. Yeah, like I turn my face sideways so all of admin can fucking hear. (laughs) The salaries that you pay police officers is not adequate for what responsibilities your city is requiring of them. And And there's some cities. It's not. You know, depending on where you work, I'm like, man, how do you do it for that job? Well, I'm comfortable where I do. I'm not poor. I'm not rich. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me and just say, that, if my admin's listening, I'm happy with my paycheck. <laughs> well, like, okay, so we just posted this thing where it was saying, don't defund the police. Like, according to the U.S. Bureau, the average police officer is just above the po- the U.S. poverty line, which is $31,000. Wow. And here. most officers yeah. say that they can't support their lifestyle without working overtime. Yeah. So... Here's where I like to get a little unpopular Mm -hmm. and say, this is slavery. Mm -hmm. In what other, how, how, how are you going to be a grown ass person with little to no education 
and bring in a hundred thousand dollars. Where? What job? Sign me the fuck up. (laughs) You can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Yeah. You guys are like a slave to working constantly. So it's like, so in our training, we call it poking the bear. So you talked about it earlier. Some of the things that people say, those are microaggressions. Mm -hmm. So typically we're used to uh, people who are not in your community. They think of microaggressions being towards them. Like the word thug is a microaggression Mm -hmm. or like saying like directly that I'm black or that commenting on my hair. These are all like microaggressions, like these subtle ways. And see, so your hair. So I look at, it, I'm like, that's a badass fucking hair. Like that. I love that. Though? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but see, it, it's like, I say that I'm going, my hair, that's a, my that's hair a actually huge looks compliment. Like and I'm looking at you like, like I, like I told you, you're like a unicorn. You're so just <laughs> unique in, in yeah. who you are and the energy that you have and, and just how you're, a, you're able to just, Take your past, take where where you are now, and and even want to go deeper and dig. And, and so for me, when I say that, it's a it's a compliment. Just like if I were to see a, a you know some other person a different color, whether they're white or whatever, I'm like that's badass. I like that because people comment about my hair all the time because yeah. it can get crazy and stuff like that. I just look at it like, oh, that's cool. I'm unique. I, I'm I'm proud of that. Yeah. But but I'm I, walking around wounded, going yeah. like. And I'm like, thinking about like the girls in school that made me feel really dumb because my hair wouldn't like when it got wet, it didn't just like yeah. lay down and like it, just it soaked it all up. up. <laughs> like a big sponge. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Right. So it's people are walking around wounded and waiting for you to just scratch the surface yeah. so that all of those like formulated, I wish I would have said it like this. Yeah. All of that is like waiting and ready because that's what our brains know. Yeah. And I'm, and, and I'm terrible at it. Cause I, I'm just who I am. Like I look at your skin thinking most girls that I know that are white, they're like, hell yeah. Give me some tan. They yeah. spray tan for that shit right there. And you already yeah. have it. And I'm thinking, it's just, it's crazy to I me. I want to get to the place where I can like, uh, I can like receive. So that's when I went over to 7-Eleven and I was getting hit on like through the parking lot. She received a lot at yeah. 7-Eleven. <laughs> okay. I walked through and I was like, okay, so this guy is like whistling and cat calling at me. How can I like receive his like innocent love? Okay. So, innocent so love. when he hit on me, I said, you're welcome. And he's like, for what? I said, because you can look at me. <laughs> I like that. So I want to get to a place. Derek's going to steal that line. <laughs> you're like, Wait, I'll what? let you shake you're my gonna... hand. So you <laughs> what? can feel my energy. So I want to get to a place where I can like receive that kind of like compliment and really hear what you're trying to say to me. But really all I hear is like my trauma. That's crazy. Cause I look and at I you. Hate that. That's I look so at you. Dumb. I would never guess that. Like I am so self-conscious. Why? Well, because I think that you care about my skin color. That is my ultimate fear is that you. Do you think that every other race yes. thinks about that yes. when they're dealing with yes. the opposite race? Oh, uh, yes. So like, I'm kind of thinking about that now. Yes. Like I, yes. <clears throat> that is how my brain. That's, that's your, that is experience. my truth. That's what you're yes. Saying. So I'm just looking for familiarity. And it's even worse. Long. I tell you what, it's a, it's 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 even worse when you're actually in uniform and yes. you go to these calls. Yep. I think for so, police officers, yeah. even the black police officers. So so for for a lot of folks that are that are not in communities of color, um because racism happened and it was like this really like ooh, 
it's we didn't do that (laughs) um yeah there's this like we don't see color kind of um thing that happened in like the 70s 80s whatever and that kind of like grew to where i've i've been able to really see that that a lot of white people really don't treat people differently based off of their skin color. Like they really look at people and they're like, Oh, I don't care what color you are, but that's just your narrative that you've grown up with. And that's just how you've learned to look at the world for, for people of color or for minorities. It's been the opposite. So we've just been taught that you are going to be treated differently because of your skin color example, my daughter, Ava, she's, she's my color when she, and during the summer she gets darker than I am. Mm -hmm. Her father is white. Mm -hmm. And I grew up teaching her, you are so beautiful. Black is beautiful. Your skin is just, oh, just all the things. Mm-hmm. And then one day we're walking and she mentioned someone's skin color. She was like, look at that black guy. And I was like, oh, no, no, that's not what I was trying to do. <laughs> His skin's so beautiful. That's not what I was trying to do. But I didn't realize it in my effort to help heal my own trauma. I was teaching my daughter to focus on it. Yeah. So it was this really innocent thing, this place that I was coming from of like, I just want her to never feel what I felt. I want so her to love herself. So by not herself. mentioning it to your daughter, by not like black is beautiful and your skin is this and that. And I mean, is like, do you think that that would have drove her a different path? I think that if we normalize and, and focus less on it, so well, just the person totally, but yeah. we don't, we, we, as a, as a black culture, that is something that we are, we don't understand that. So that's something that our culture has to decide and understand and learn from and develop mm-hmm. just in the same ways that your guys's culture and your community, right? Like Do you think that your the growth police and development is exclusive of other people's opinions, unfortunately, because other people don't understand the nuances. They don't understand the trauma and the experience that make up why you think the way that you do. Do you think as a whole, do you feel what I'm, you, yeah, you no, I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm, I agree with you hundred percent. Do you think that uh, as a whole policing is changing in 2021 with what you're seeing across? Okay. So, you know, so you're involved with us daily, right? Yeah. I'm I, and I'm national. So it's not just like, so it's just not like, it's not like Arizona or Texas yeah, or, right. or whatever. I mean, like, you know, you, you, you see police officers from all the country and I mean, I'm not assuming that you just talk to the guys from Texas about this stuff. I'm assuming it's this is my it's, first yeah. time here. I know, but like, yeah. but like wherever yeah. you go, you're probably talking to this police officers yeah. probably about the same topic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think it's changing? I think that policing like when we talk about the word policing and the ways that the world sees it, no. I think that police officers are changing. Well, if, if police officers are changing, then because you're they, not the, but then patrol officers, let me, let me rephrase that. Patrol officers are changing. Yeah, police in the terms ones, of the administration and how things are broadly. But they're the ones out policing on a daily, nightly basis. So if they're changing, I would say policing have to be changing too, right? So, yes, I feel like we're kind of in a limbo phase, if I'm being honest, of you have a lot of history of of like um, bad shoots, bad training. And I'm just talking about no. like within the safety yeah, yeah. of your culture. Right. Yeah. So there, there's some history there of like 
things need to change. And now we have like this younger group of, you know, millennial officers that are coming in that are very, very different than a lot. They of are so out of touch with like a lot of things. Yes. It is ridiculous. But that's, but just, and I think that, that's the rest of the world works. So it's, yeah. it would behoove you to not understand them better. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's going to be like the closest that uh, you can get to the rest I of the world. I <laughs> tried to understand them because I, I, I see them on a daily basis at the academy level. I just, I try. Yeah. But I don't. Well, so I think that people, younger generation of police officers are going, okay, so I was trained by, I was trained a different way. I was trained to look for certain things and, and, and in one ear and in the other ear, I hear the world and how I was raised in this like nonviolent, non-confrontational way going, these two worlds don't exactly meet up. So I feel like there's this limbo stage happening where y'all are like figuring out how to change. I, I don't know how much change is happening. I know that ideas are changing and how you guys are talking. I would about say uh, so some see it from the inside out. I'm thinking a lot of changes are happening. Okay. But I, Again, I don't know if they're good. I don't know. It's maybe it's just small enough to where the rest of the world just does. It's not loud enough. For the it's not world loud to enough. Hear. But here's the deal: it doesn't draw what people want now. Sure, like right. When, so in in my hometown, I live in Gilbert, Arizona. Shout out the Gilbert. <laughs> um, so I met with the chief there, and he's like, you know, we have these groups come up to us, and they're like, we want this eight can't wait. We we demand that's that this just stuff is happening. It's terrible, and we've done all of them. That doesn't matter. And I said, right, because this is a feelings problem. Mm-hmm. People want the space to talk about the stories that their dad gave them, which are very like non-productive, which yeah. is why you guys don't want to participate in them. Yeah. But that's what people want to know. They don't, they don't really want to know that you've done all these things. So what I want to know is, so yeah. I would, so like I want to sit down with that person, you, that's why I asked you like, so you had this story that your father told you when you were living at home and we were kind of debating on the age or whatever it is. And then I asked you like, well, have you ever experienced that? No. And you're like, no. Yeah. Okay, well then don't let another person's an other person's story affect yeah. you, right? But see, so here's the But you're point. asking logic but to come into an emotional know, logic know, and emotion. But, so but we're but talking about science though. But, but here, so you have but here's my logical thing, centers right? and emo- and emotional hopefully, hopefully your father wasn't lying to you or bending the truth to fit his agenda. Right. And I, and I just, yeah, he wasn't like, I don't, right, my dad right. has never been involved. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. In now anything. some people will twist the truth or the reality of what really happened right. to fit something, to get followers, to get on the news, to uh, whatever it is. And in reality, some of that stuff never happened. I've had that happen to me on body worn camera where oh, the yeah. person's like, this officer said this, he treated me this way. He called me this name. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, that's not me. But that's right? people's truths because again, we're, we're not thinking about how physiology, like how the human animal works. Like we're asking for logic to be a part of it, a, a very emotional conversation. And when you have a bunch of folks that are in emotional centers of their brain, they're just not able to access these logical centers that say, Oh, but I've never actually had that. So it's probably not going to be so, this. So yeah. I can calm down. That's, so earlier, that's not common. So earlier we were talking and, and I, and, and I told you, I said, I don't think it's ever going to change or get better. And you're like, no, 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 I totally disagree. Yeah. 
how and why and when and, and, and. So that, that's what our, that's kind of what our goal is, is to say, I don't know what type of impact that we're going to have. And, and I don't know, but I am really excited to get myself into some shit. I think that people, not only are we ready to have this conversation on both sides, but I think that we all deserve to have this conversation. And I think because I have spent the time really like aching over my pain of going, this was not a good shoot. Like this is hurting my community. I have all of these pains, but I've also spent the time asking questions about your experience. I've tried to understand the science so I, I think that, that the table that, that we're bringing these chairs up to, I think that it's a really, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a really safe table and I think that people are, are ready to do it. Well, so, you have, you have to have people that truly don't have an agenda. Your everybody has an agenda. I, mean, I do I'll have say. an agenda. You're, yes. And that's what I was going to say. Your agenda is to make it better. Yeah. Not to make it better. I'm so you be can wrong. have an agenda. Yeah. You can have an agenda, but you have to be open-minded enough to understand where this person is coming from on the other side of the table from you. Right. And then have enough. uh, Well, and you have to be, you have to be willing to be wrong. Yes. So like when I went through that virtual thing and I was like, Oh my God, I wonder, I wonder if what I'm seeing as bias is really a trauma response. Fuck. Yeah. That that is the that biggest problem, but but people ask. will not. Yeah. But people will not do that. <laughs> they, they will, like, I was, yeah. But you're you're, you're the unicorn. That you're the you're, that's yeah. why I'm you're, saying. The, you're <laughs> the unicorn yeah. that spits glitter out of her finger. Yeah, and, and has yeah. a in there. I'm not gonna say. But that. but that's. <laughs> Yeah. Your yeah, but 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 people were not going to do that. It's it's like politics and religion. False. They are so people dug will in. Do it if you hijack their systems, which is what we do. It's saying we if 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 we can support the mental and physical health of police officers, we believe one hundred percent that that will create space for positive and effective proactive community engagement. Because because the, the reality is, if you live in a certain community, community A. Those police officers in that community, they want to, they want to have a good community they work in. They they truly do. And when we go to calls, the things that we really want we want to know and that we're looking for is okay. A is this person going to hurt me? Okay, they're not going to hurt me. Then check that. That's good. But while we're still dealing with them, we're thinking, well. Okay, there's potential that they could hurt me or somebody else could just walk by and go, hey, let's go get that cop because that shit happens. So there's always that hyper village uh, village hyper vigilance. There you go. Yep. There you go. <laughs> so there's always that. Yeah. But the other thing is, OK, so now I don't feel like I'm going to get hurt by this person. Is this person going to be an asshole to me? Or are they going to be just a person that we can have a conversation with? Yeah. Those two things, if they're not trying to kill you and they're not an asshole to you, man. Your interaction with that person goes great. I've had people tell me, thank you for that ticket. I'm like, thank you, really? And I'm not a big ticket writer. I just never got into it. Or they tell you stuff because it's like policing is a mirror and a mirror reflects you. So if the mirror, the bad or the person that you're dealing with is looking in the mirror. So if they're an asshole, what do you think? You're going to make the police officer have to go, well, shit, I don't want to deal with this lady right now, but all right, she's being a bitch. So there's, here we go. Yeah. So I think being able to provide officers with language um, and, and, and it's one of those things where like the, tr- 
truth is a gift. It's not always, it doesn't always feel good, but truth really is a gift, (laughs) right? So if let's take the example of you're, someone is robbing the store and you arrive on scene and you go to arrest them. They're like, cause I'm black. Yeah. All that. Oh yeah. That, that right. happened. I mean, that, I mean, that's the news. That, yeah. Sir. No, it's cause you fucking robbed the store and you're, you have chips in your hand right now yeah. and the drawer is open. Right. So providing departments and officers with the language and the confidence to be able to say, I know that based off of the past, you think that this is what the situation is and that you think that I'm going after you because of your skin color. But based off of this scenario and this scenario, this is why I think if officers are able to address so what people might be thinking, what we cannot do with that right here. And this come, this is the trainer of me coming out on this. Okay. okay? We're sitting here. We're yeah. bullshitting. We're calm as we're, we're calm as a day is long. Right. And it's easy for you to spout that out and talk like this. But in the in the moment, right. right, where you're already tense because there was a robbery, mm-hmm. right? You get that call, the robbery call, the Seven yeah. Eleven, a gun was used or a weapon was used or whatever yeah. it is, and you you're 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 en route to that call, and now your mind is just playing the what if game. If he does this, I'm doing this. What if I arrive and I see this? Da 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 da, and it's just constantly going. So what's also happening to your body is you're getting yep. you're getting adrenaline in your body. Your breathing becomes fast pace, your heart rate picks up and you're basically just, you're stressing yourself out. Yeah. Right. So now once I get out on the scene and you're like, get on the ground or don't move or whatever it is that you're going to tell that guy to do. And that guy just automatically resorts back to, cause I'm black. Yeah. That's when things just start. Yeah. Now you can't comprehend, you can't do, you're trying to do well, two or three trigger. things. Yeah. And you're trying to do two or three things really well and you can't really do anything well under, under yeah. that stress. And that's why training appropriate training matters. So with our, with our program, we, we spend time talking about what do microaggressions sound like to you? What are your emotional triggers? Because it's not a matter of like, if it's a matter of when, so let's, Let's train for when. Okay. So what are some of the things that you hear people say that automatically make you roll your eyes? Because those are also the things that are going to trigger your outbursts of anger and your shortened temper. And those are all symptoms of cumulative stress. So what are those for cops? So some of the common ones that we hear, we already talked about it it's only because I'm black. Other ones are, have you ever killed someone? Um, if you see like a mom with her kid, she's like, if you don't, if you're not good, yeah. I'm going to have this yeah. guy so, arrest you. Yeah. I will yeah. tell you, have you killed anyone? That doesn't really bother me, but when it did bother me, I will tell you the story. My kid's in virtual school right now because of all the COVID stuff. Right. Yeah. And, um, something came up in class and, um, and I was just happened to be kind of walking by the room on, on my day off when this happened. And, um, this five-year-old kid was like police officers shoot black people in the back. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's sad. I was like, what fucking five year old says that? And like, where the hell did a five year old learn that? And of course my daughter is like, wait a minute, my dad's a cop. Yep. Right. So that's now, exactly so right. now I have to have the talk with my five year old. Like, yep. no, I've never shot a black guy. Yeah. I've never shot a black guy in the back. Yeah. I, you know, and so I'm like, media and, and again, we hell? have these like very They're small, evil. We have these really small brains that don't have, that aren't fully developed yet. And this is where I'm talking about a lot of trauma within communities of color happens in adolescent phases where we then build these patterns of behavior based off of these, um, like 
not fully like we don't quite understand yeah. the full situation, but we created an entire reality based off of that experience. Yeah. So it's 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 it during the training we say, what are some of the things? Okay, so you're on a way to a call. You may not register all of the stress hormones or the cortisol or, or, or whatever's happening in your body. Regardless, the science is happening. Right. So now we practice. So in our class, we do we do stress trigger inoculation. So um, have you ever done cold therapy or like Wim Hof? Done the Icelandic dude, he's yes, like 60 I've seen something. that. And he'll yeah. get, he'll yeah, jump yeah. in, he'll breathe, like he'll jump in the water, he'll breathe a certain way, he'll maintain yeah. that, and yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we do that in the cold, It's like all cold course. showers, and he never, yeah. yeah. So the way that we use cold therapy is this. So an emotion, when it's triggered in the body, will last for 90 seconds. Hmm. When you're irritated at your kid, irritated at your spouse, irritated at boss, whatever, 90 seconds. Huh. Problem is we don't, let that 90 seconds go by. We fucking, we turn it into something. (laughs) We fucking dwell on it. We like tense up about it. And then we like obsess about it because we also have these stress hormones that are not enabling us to feel connection or safety or vulnerability or love. We're focused on alert and survival and stay safe and what's wrong. So we, we live these lives where we're just in this mode of. Yeah. Fuck. Okay, so it's going, that's happening underneath the surface at all times. You will, after you've been a police officer for a certain amount of time, you will become acclimated to those emotions, to those hormones, and you will begin to rationalize them in your mind and normalize them. That's what's fucking you up, is you think because you can't feel the sensation that the sensation is not happening. That's not true. So it's going, okay, on the way to a call, when you're in route, your body is enlisting lots of stress hormones in order for you to be prepared. Your hypervigilance is starting to ramp up. Your heart is releasing 1,400 chemicals. Your neurotransmitters in your belly are responding. Every Your whole entire functioning system is talking. Yeah. It's communicating through sensation. So I know that I'm going to become an, or I'm going to come into an alert state on the way to a call. Okay. I also know in my mind what certain words are going to trigger a like closed off emotional reaction or ones that are going to trigger a shortened temper. I also know what it feels like when my chest starts to close because we've gone through the cold therapy stress training. So like I have officers put their hand in an ice bath for 90 seconds, the length of that emotion and go, if you can just withstand standing in front of one person spouting dumb shit at you for, for 90 seconds, mm. you will be fine. But 90 seconds it's is a, a lifetime. It's a yeah. long it's a time. And lifetime. unfortunately we don't have 90 seconds to stand there not and take always. some of that. Not Sometimes always. you do. Yeah. yeah. So, so not always. And you're coming from a, a SWAT perspective and now you're in a trainer perspective knowing that that's not the normal case. So most officers do have 90 seconds to just Sit with yes. whatever yeah. is arising. So you know, so we uh, we call it letting the people vent, right? Which was sometimes that's kind of what they're doing. They're yeah. venting. Yeah. They may not be so much mad at you, or you know, more mad at the situation, or mad at the bad day at work, or their boss, or their wife, or their kids, yeah. or whatever it is. Like offloading. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I'm completely cool with that. Um, yeah. Do you, do you so see- use that venting? So so in that so I've I've been around that venting, and what's happening is you're looking around, placing judgment on 
whatever's happening, right? Yeah. So I've been called out to like tweaker compounds and we're just like <laughs> listening to this 10 year story of like why they did what they did. And we're just like, how about you just not fucking throw shit, <laughs> yeah. right? But the whole time there's like chickens and chihuahuas running around and like a kid came out of a car pile over there. That's not, so, yeah. so while someone is venting, that's an opportunity for you to regulate your nervous system so that you can access your logic centers that tell you, I don't have to take on this person's drama. When I leave this call, this is not going to affect me. I don't have to. Because when you place judgment on something, you're also creating whatever negative emotion yeah. in your body. So, right. So if you clench up or if your face, a lot of you, even both of you, your faces yeah. are all wrinkled because you're constantly hey placing. Just hold. What the fuck? No, Damn. and that's the thing. I meet fucking twenty-one-year-olds that have like is, is faces better? of sixty-year-olds. So yeah, I need Botox. Is that what you're saying? What I'm saying is, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so constantly placing judgment changes your emotional. Stop looking at us. <laughs> I'm gonna pee. Don't do that. <laughs> so so you can so use what you have. So so here's where me being a specialist and taking the time to understand your experience is a little bit different than most folks who are coming in and saying, Hey, I'm a department psychologist. I yeah. don't know what it's like to be you. So I'm just yeah. going to give you a bunch of bullshit to do your, your schedule may not change. Right. So yeah. when I, when I work with couples and you've got a really stressed out officer and you've got a really annoyed wife, I go, that never happens at police. Right. Work. Ever, ever, ever. My wife is Awesome. <laughs> she won't listen to this, so she'll never hear that. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, go in. Why don't you just go to the room? I'll, I'll take care of everything. Okay? Unclench your butthole, Derek. Unclench your butthole. <laughs> That's what she tells Whoa. me. Okay, so it's going like, I lost my channel. <laughs> we started talking about buttholes. I think I slightly pictured yours. <laughs> now I'm picturing it. <laughs> What were we just talking about? Fuck. I don't know. I lost train of thought on that one. That one's awesome. Okay, hey, hey. I, oh, that's right. So with your schedule. Okay, yes, so my, it's good. Yeah, schedule. Okay, so like, yeah. you've got like a couple and, and you sit down and it's like, schedules might not change. Yeah. Right? Like the busyness of your life and the chaoticness, it may not change. But if if we can talk about where both people are coming from, then maybe now you have the space to say to your spouse, I had a day that I can't verbalize to you, but I know that if, if I can just go in my room for 10 minutes yeah, and, and I can just breathe in, you can just hug me like you've never hugged me before. Mm-hmm. I'm I'll come back and, and I'll give you an hour and then I need another hour, whatever. Yeah. Just, it, a- it, just being able to be aware that your body is going to go through all these things yeah. each shift. How does that just change the dialogue? Yeah. How does that create compassion in the other person to allow for that space that just the human body needs to recover from something so stressful? Yeah, it, 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 it's hard. So I'm sure there's people out there thinking, okay, well, that's all great and dandy with, with someone who's saying, hey, I have this past that I think police are racist. And so I'm going to say this, and I truly mean it because that was my experience. The, the, on the flip side of that, there's people that use that because that's the catchphrase. That's the thing that's going to get me up because they just don't want to be policed. They don't want to be told, hey, you can't steal that shit from Walmart. Hey, you can't beat that person up or whatever the problem is. So how do you how do you train officers or how do you let them know, hey, there's just sometimes where yeah. 
you got to call the BS flag on that. Yeah. And, that, and that's a that's a fine line because because then it goes back to all right. You ask them, make them, and tell them. There's there's no there's no, there's none of that because the longer you embolden someone, the longer the the more they're going to go. Well, well, shit. If I got over on this cop on this, what else can I get to? Oh, well, you let me do this. Oh, now you let me do this. Ah, you know what? Fuck him. I'm going to kill him now. And it's that escalated. Yeah, and it, quickly. And that's how it that that's how it does though. And and yeah. it, you you start watching police uh, shootings, and some of these officers give guys and let them do this, the let them do this, let them do this, and they're like, shit. If he's going to let me do this, well, that's gonna- why there is such an importance, and that's why I really stress the importance of taking care of yourself. Because if you're not walking around waiting someone, waiting for someone to push your fucking buttons. And and let me say this. Yeah. I've worked with enough people for long enough to know that like, and I'm going to say the word and it might make some white people uncomfortable, but that con- <laughs> the, like the mentality of like, I wish a nigga would like, where you're just like fucking come at me today. Oh, you can say it. Okay. You know what it, It's like, <laughs> which is a whole nother topic, but it's yes. like how you guys talk. Yes guys use the word pig uh-huh. it's no we we don't we i well, really but but how law enforcement have you've reconceptualized the concept of a pig where you've like taken ownership of oh it well they did yeah, like, yeah 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 that's what nigga is yeah it's reconceptualizing something yeah. that was used as oppressive and now we're like take ownership of it okay <laughs> so it's going instead of walking around mm-hmm. a ticking fucking time bomb yeah handle your shit mm-hmm. like i had an officer that I worked with this weekend that said that he's been an officer for 37 years. Ooh, why? <laughs> and, and then I also say, please assess your own mental health. Like yeah. zero, like one, I don't have PTSD five full blown. He said, I don't have PTSD. Okay. <laughs> it depends Sir, on, it, no, 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 you know, no, 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 no. I will tell you it no, may no, depend no. on where that person works or where they're from. He's at the SWAT conference. You had, but yeah. TTP yeah. <laughs> Not everybody there's a SWAT guy. You've had people. <laughs> this guy was a 60-year-old jack dude. He's oh, right. on okay, SWAT. Maybe so. No, 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 no. I get it, right? But there's different levels of activity across the state of SWAT teams, right? Are you? You may have some teams that aren't that active that may not have seen a lot of things. You may have some teams okay. that are doing two or three call outs a night. Okay. Right? So you're I, no, 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 I, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, saying. I'm just saying. Okay. Maybe this dude's like a grizzled. So here's here's where here, here's where science comes into play. Where oh, she's, here's on how, she's, she's on the Google. Now. She's on the okay, Google. Okay. So what? How would you guys assess your own your own health? Like. PTSD, do you have it? Like, are you not? Like, are you, like, what? What is PTSD to you guys? What's PTSD? I I guess that's, that's, once again, going back to let's define what we're actually talking about. I think maybe for Derek, PTSD is a lot of emotional outbreaks and a lot of, like, hey, I'm just, I'm not right. I'm, I'm using alcohol to, to, to numb myself. To me, PTSD is, not as not as severe as that. I think there's some some other things that could be like, man, you know what? I, I just I don't have the joy like I used to have in this. Or man, I have like I'm I, I'm not as good with heights anymore. Or man, claustrophobia. I'm like I don't like being in small places anymore. That could be some stuff like that, and and things that you're 
not necessarily where you're still a highly functioning person, but there's just some some scars that you have to deal with. That's that's why I, I agree with at, all of that. I, I kind of look I at the scars. Love how you just worded that because thank that you, thank you, thank is you. that I think is like a really healthy way to look at mm-hmm. at, at, at like the the trauma of stress. Yeah. I think that that's a, a really great way to like unidentify. Yeah. So, um, so here for me, me personally speaking, when I look at all that, I recognize that, but I'm also like, just suck the fuck up and go do it. That's just my mentality. That's kind of how I was raised. That's in a SWAT community. It's like that. Yeah. And I understand all the like shit that it causes, mm-hmm. but then I go back to don't make fucking excuses get over it and just go do it. And that's a hard balance for a lot of men, yeah. especially in our world that we do. And because of the, because of the machismo factor yeah, of, yeah. of what we do, right. One, I don't want to let the team guy. I don't want to let this guy down. I don't want to, but at the end of the day, you're like, there's not an excuse why you missed a corner and you didn't clear your corner. Hey, I don't want to hear an excuse. I screwed it up. Doesn't matter that, you know, uh, you know, worked all night and I came into practice. They don't want to hear that. So it's, it's, it's that balance and, and it's a hard, we're, we're, we eat our own selves and we're hard on ourselves. And that's, and that's just the community that we live in. And that's a hard thing to do. So, okay. So <laughs> there's so much to that because like it, it makes sense that that's how you guys like operate, but, but trauma has so many, it looks like so many different yeah. things and I think when people don't aren't familiar with what it looks like, you can begin to identify. So you just said it right there where you're just like, I don't really care what the excuse is. I need to really what you're saying is I should be able to. And when you think yeah. in terms of I should be able to, then you also think of why am I not? And then what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And then why am I not like everyone else? And then I am like I'm everyone else is different than me. Oh, there's something wrong with me. Oh, yeah. there's something wrong with me. Now I need to stay alone. And then the more you're alone with your unhealthy thought patterns, then you start looking for ways to numb yeah. yourself to that, right? Which can be self-medication, whether that's through alcohol, the only permissible drug in law enforcement. Yeah. Um, or maybe that's you, adrenaline seeker where they're just like, I just really wow, need this to conversation like, sounds really familiar. Yeah, I yeah, really need to like yeah. mash on this motorcycle and fucking yeah. get out of town really yeah. fast. Or I am conflict avoidant in my relationships or I'm controlling of my spouse. Or what I see too. Well, when you make, so when you, <laughs> when you make it sound like that, <laughs> fucking everybody's got some sort of PTSD. Yes, but that's, like, and but that's I, the truth of it. Like, we like all everybody. Do. Yeah. Or I see the other one we is all do. I'm going to emerge myself in work. So I don't have to go home and really that's, face, the demons because there's and also to be fair with work um there's so much structure yeah structure equals security mm-hmm. and when you're experiencing trauma you seek security holy yeah. shit yeah that's some deep shit right there yeah so your family when you come home it's going to be vastly different right you're really going from structure yeah. consequence yep. like action reaction you go home and there's emotion kids being fucking chaotic and loud and all over <laughs> your wife's emotions you left her one way you came back another way like what the fuck I'm out here working I'm trying to pay for this house I'm trying to do all these things Well then you have two cops husband and wife cop which Man, is shit. depending on the level of health, depending on what number marriage that's on. Yeah. It's, it's, those are all really, really big factors. So, so we just want to help make folks 
really aware of some of the things. So here's, here's a couple. So when we do that self-assessment and we're like, where, how do you, how do you assess your own self? Right. Okay. So in order to be diagnosed with PTSD Uh in today's science, you need to have one of the following recurrent intrusive memories, distressing dreams, dissociative reactions to triggers, intense distress to internal triggers or external triggers, physiological reactions to triggers. Okay, that's just one area. You also need to have two of the following. Persistent and exaggerated negative beliefs. Check, check, check. That's like every cop in America. Right? (laughs) Inability to remember important details about an event. Not so much. Um, (laughs) Well, what What are we doing here? (laughs) How do I get in this bathroom (laughs) right now? Distorted, uh, what is it? Distorted cognitions leading to self-blame. I get that a lot. Yeah. I could have done more. I know that there's something more. I wish I would just thinking about a call. Um, we're still in the same category, persistent negative emotional statements with diminished interest in activities. You said this earlier. Um, inability to experience positive emotions Hmm. and then also two of the following irritable behavior, behavior and angry outbursts, reckless or self-destructive behavior, hypervigilance, Exaggerated startle, problems with concentration, and sleep disturbance. <laughs> well, fuck, I got PTSD. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so it's going, okay, these are the things that happen because but, your body is constantly flooded with certain types of hormones. Okay. This is, this is strictly hormonal speaking. Uh-huh. Your brain, your body creates, you've got like adrenaline and cortisol, and you've got dopamine and serotonin. Those are kind of like these really kind of like four like motivational hormones. Two of those hormones enable you to feel connectivity, vulnerability, love, safety. Mm-hmm. The other ones allow you to be strong and charged, not vulnerable. You're aware of what's wrong, dangerous, things like that. You're, mm-hmm. you're on the lookout. That's a hypervigilance. So if, if you are constantly in, an estate, in states of alertness, yeah. That means that your body is not creating the chemicals that are required in order for you to have interest in activities, to be connected to your spouse. Your body is, you're literally coming up against nature here. It's not, it's not, there's something wrong with you. It's going, it's just, you're not primed to be able to do that stuff. So don't marry a cop and don't be a cop. Well, I mean, I'm dating a cop. I'm dating. What is wrong? Yeah. What? what, After all the shit we just talked about for two hours and thirteen minutes, we've been talking for that long. Yes. That's why my bladder is about to. For two hours and thirteen. So, so, okay, I do have one question. I found your survey. Okay. okay. All right. And so there was one question here that I so I was going through the questions. Very good. You're you're going to need like tons of space to. I mean keep everything that people are going to write because these are some pretty open questions. Oh, we have, okay. So Holy currently shit. we have 917 completed, which my original goal was a thousand. How like, long are they? But here's the thing. A thousand surveys across the United States is a jack nothing. shit. That's yeah. nothing. So no. our new goal is 5,000. So if your listeners could fill this out for us, if you three guys could go in and fill <laughs> this out, 110. Well, well that's, that's downloads. <laughs> it doesn't mean they're listening. Yeah. And that was, that was so, like I mean, a, this is yeah. two hours in. Are they so, so, so the question is that, that, that I have here, it says civilian response teams are being implemented in some States instead of automatic police response. 
You talking about like the CIT teams? Are you talking about the police reform? Yeah. Oh, you're oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you were. So we have multiple surveys. Oh, I thought we we're talking about the police reform. Survey. I'm sorry. Okay. So that was confusing to me. We have three surveys. We have one that's called, hey. this is our OG survey, which is law enforcement and cumulative stress. We have one for police spouses and significant others. I saw that one. And then we have yeah. one for police reform from a police perspective. And once again, how do you get on that? How do you find that? Um, head over to tacmobility.org. Yep. Um, and then just follow, just follow the links. Just follow the, I mean, follow just, just kind of follow the uh, prompts and yeah. it takes you right okay. to them. So you're talking about police reform. Okay, go ahead. Ask that question. So it was the civilian response teams are being implemented in some states instead of automatic police response. What are some of your safety training concerns with this? Talking about like the CIT, the critical incident training. I people, think I was thinking more of like how people units. are like, we want social services. The mental health units. To go is that out what there. That is? Yeah. Oh, to yeah. kind of go yeah. like handle some of those calls yeah. and stuff. The way that we're doing it, we have a, 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 a team to where they'll have a clinician go out with officers and they don't wear normal uniforms. Oh, interesting. They wear like khaki, like five eleven khakis and like polos, but they have, you know, their gun belt and their vest on, you know, underneath the polos and stuff like that. But um yeah, it is are you seeing are you seeing a lot of that across the country? No, but that so so because because real violence is not being so, but talked so about the way I look at this is like, so for mental health calls, yeah, like it's like not send the police mental health calls because it's going to end up in a bad situation, which statistically is that inaccurate? No, it's not. Okay. But yeah. again, even if a police officer didn't show up, if like one of these civilian teams showed up, I feel like I, like I worry about, yeah. And that's people. what, and, and, and so here's, so here's where, so yes, you guys have concerns, but also don't just tell me your concerns. Tell me what could a what could a different solution look like if if people are going, hey, officers that are being sent out might not understand how mental health looks. So that goes back into the training that like every officer is supposed to be so good at. There's so much. But that doesn't yeah. actually happen because training doesn't fucking matter to admin in the way that it should. Well, yeah. well, that and is. you don't have enough hours in the year to make sure that you have adequate training. If we do, So yeah, dude, yeah. all we would do would, would be training. That's all you would fucking do. Yeah. Right. So it's going, people want to see. So if, if, if knowing that that type of training is unrealistic in terms of time and knowing that people want to see more compassion and understanding for mental health and, and understanding how violence really works. Let's just talk. That's literally all this, all that we're doing is, is going, I don't, I don't have any solutions because yeah. I'm still a civilian at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. But I said that the fire department handle those. That's what I say. They're better at that, but it's going like, how do we, let's just talk about it. What, yeah. what comes, what's going to come out of this conversation? If you bring your experience and your perspective and I bring what I think I know, I think, I don't think anything. I mean, I, I think it's so, it's, it's such a problem that there really is no good answer to. Yeah. And I think like and maybe you can have, not be. you can have like the best minds in this country sit down and talk about this and there's never going to be the perfect, but that'll answer. still count for something. Because because the work will have been put into it versus, well, if we can't have the conversation, we might as well never. Yeah. No. So all this work to go, uh, fuck, we don't know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Honestly, but we I put think- so much effort into going, I don't have an answer because in, at the end of the day, I'm still not a police officer. Uh, well, I think too, 
somewhere, I don't know where it started, I have no idea, but somewhere along the lines, the police started getting more and more and more and more responsibilities that we were given some pushed off on us yeah. that we had no business being in. Mm-hmm. I 100. That's one of them. But yeah. again, that is one of them. Yes. We, yes. Have, we, we have not had resources in the past to deal with our trauma. And now the government throws money at problems yeah. that oh, the police are handle- not, that we don't even have the opportunity like we deserve to be able to deal yeah. with our communal issues mm, like yeah. drug addiction this is a like a family nucleus issue. Yeah. Like this is a trauma, sexual molestation, sexual trauma. There's all, the, all. And we're not talking about that as a fucking country, yeah. right? Like my brother molested me, but we're not talking about incest because that makes me feel shame yeah. when going, well, fuck. But yeah. if we don't ever talk about how molestation happens and, and just that it happened, yeah. then predators that then abused people turn into predators because yeah, you know, we, we we're law enforcement, law enforcement. And there's so many things that you throw us in that are not law enforcement. It's like, yeah. Hey, who's going to deal with that? Ah, let's get the cop to deal with it. Ah, cool. We got them. All right. Who's going to do this? Ah, let's get the cop to do that. Yeah. It's like, damn, not your job. It's not, it's not in our lane. That that's, there's so many things. And cops today, when they hear that, Hey, you want to put civilians to go out there? Our, our mentality is good luck with that shit. Yeah. Go ahead. Cause I, we don't want it. I if don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. So, no. Hey, good luck with that. Like, bye. Call, call me when it becomes a life threatening situation. Have you seen those shirts? Like blessed are the peace maker. Have you seen? Yeah. 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 yeah the like Bible verse, the, like the generic, yeah, the like Bible the generic verse. police yeah. shirt. Blessed are the peacemakers. I've seen yeah. those quite a bit at SWAT conferences mm-hmm. and there's a difference between a peacemaker and a peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. You guys are peacekeepers and the world wants you to be peacemakers. When you make peace, that means that you're taking both perspectives and you're coming up with a solution versus there is a set of, there's a standard that you are trying to hold the world to that is keeping the peace. Yeah. And so I think that the world needs to understand that we're not only just asking you to be subhuman in terms of, be robotic, but also be Mother Teresa and be unbelievably <laughs> compassionate for each individual unique experience. People, we don't get that that's what we're asking and how vastly different those yeah. worlds are. So talked to you yesterday about coming in to do some training in Region 7 for me. Uh, I've been po- posting it on the, on the, on the uh, website and stuff like that. And we had some conversations like, hey, I wanted to know about your class uh, that you taught at the conference. And you told me, hey, it's like, you know, giving you some stretches, giving you some this to kind of get some tension out of the body. And, and this. We yeah, I guess for- we really kind of like hammered the whole like race stuff. The actual post program, yeah. we don't get into that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This was just Brandon going yeah. like, I want to talk. Yeah. yeah, the post program is not geared towards conversations about race. It is a four hour post in all 50 states yep. of training program where we just want to break down the science between behind why your body feels the way that it does after a career of policing. Yeah. And here are some um, practical um, strategies that you can, you know, take up Do so this. that you can recover from your job and you can live a really good life. Yeah. So with that, we talked like that when I was in the uh, Taco Casa line 
we're we're having this conversation as I'm ordering tacos and you ordered three tacos and a burrito with no sauce. Good job, yeah, good job, yeah. yeah. With only <laughs> lettuce and meat. She's saying that's horrible for your body. Yes, exactly. horrible for your digestion. That was the only thing I had all day yesterday. Like that's not a well. That's yeah, not a healthy yeah, well year. Yeah, no, that was that was the only thing. <laughs> Don't it, make me laugh. I have to tingle <laughs> so much. Tingle. <laughs> yeah, we have a, like ten more minutes. Maybe not. Maybe not even that long. So started talking with you. And I love your outlook on just the whole, hey, I'm not a cop. I'm not the the person you would think, looking on my exterior, that I would even be someone who would be into your culture. And I like that because you don't fit the mold. Like, you look at you and you're like, man, that girl, she's got so much just strength and and anger. Anger. <laughs> I, was looking I have anger. contemplated peeing in a cup minimum six times. That's good. I'm going, That's would weird. they be uncomfortable if I walked to the other room and I peed in the trash can? Would they? Because the door is open. You know, and it's just, it's, well, just, it's just tempting you. No, it's just, tempting you're just you. looking right at that. Yeah. Yeah. At that. So, but you have a, a just energy about you. And anybody who, who's around you for two or three minutes just gets that. And you have that vibe. And, but what, what fascinated me is when I was talking with you and you're like, Hey, I didn't like what was going on. I had a past that told me, Hey, police are not your friends. They could do this. But man, I started hanging out with cops and I was like, wait a minute, that's not what's going on here. Then you did your own research. You did your own. You didn't let anybody, the media, you didn't let anybody influence you. I respect people that do that. So we started talking like, Hey, how about we do this class where, Half of it is the wellness side of it and the mental side of it. Recovery, stop saying wellness. Wellness Wellness is like the same thing as de-escalation. Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Trigger words. Yes, exactly. That's a trigger word for cop, (laughs) de-escalation. So then I said, hey, how about we do that? We take a lunch break and we come back. We have a round table of just me and a few other cops that we can that that I know that are willing to have conversations. Yeah. We have a round table, kind of what we did here, and then have the audience maybe ask questions and stuff like that. So yeah. that's something I want to bring you in yeah. um, and do that. So that's one of those things that it's it's outside the box of, of, of what we, we do. Deserve it though, yeah. But it's 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 stuff that we need to be able, like you said, we need to be able to vent and say, hey, this is bullshit or this is this or this doesn't feel good that yeah. i'm constantly being being if 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 i'm going to talk about bias training that means that you're going to spend three hours telling me that i'm a racist yes that's exactly. terrible right no you're exactly right so that's why I, I i love what you're doing that's why i call you the kind of the unicorn because that's it and we we talked about you're wanting a foundation you're wanting something that has every state major city has some type of yeah. training for the community. And I think that is fabulous. And I will tell you right now, I will do everything I can to help you in this area because of the position I have with TTPOA, because we're about training. And if we can impact our community and we can get people to go, Whoa, wait a minute. I didn't look at it that way. You guys really have an opportunity. And I think that it's, it's, you're only going to realize it if, if you can slow down enough to see it. But I think that, it's going to get a, a little bit hairy yeah, for a no, minute. It's, but it's I definitely going to get hairy. It's going to get hairy, but I think that people will go like, oh, wow, this has never been talked about before. Yeah. Like, thank you. As yeah. long as people don't get their feelings hurt. My feelings have gotten <laughs> hurt. So I've lost many a cop friends. You know, what's funny is just before we go, I some officer 
I was talking about microaggressions and how some people are like, have you ever killed someone? Uh-huh. It's like someone you've never met. I've asked officers that. Uh-huh. And I've like lost friends. Really? Yeah. See, I don't, I don't, I don't, I find, that, get, I don't find that offensive at all. I, don't, I, I think don't it's just that. like a dumb civilian going, hey, you're, I'm just messing with <laughs> you. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> but it's, I like I spent the time like really crying and like really trying to understand like how these two worlds fit together that I, I don't like, let me just say that it's going to get really hard. If you're going to be involved in this conversation and like these solutions, you're going to get challenged. You're going to get pushed. You're going to get triggered. You're going to get annoyed. You're going to get angry. But if you can stay committed to finding a solution that makes sense, mm-hmm. I think that something really impactful and cool will come yeah. out of it. No. Well, okay. so where can we find you at? Yeah. Um, You can check us out. We're a fiscally sponsored nonprofit. Um, we're also a training program. So we are post certified in all 50 states. So if your department wants to bring us out, we do offer in department or in service training as well as virtual and then um, we do recovery pop up. So that's what yep. I was out here. So huh. um, if your city wants to put on like a day where, you know, you help its first responders feel better, you can host it for us and we'll come out and just love on you guys for a little bit. That's a big deal because that's, I know my city does stuff like that with yep. the health and wellness program and stuff. So a guy I worked with today, he's been an officer for 14 years. I was like, what do you do for like self care? Drink, eat donuts. He had, he said, I've never done anything. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, he's like, well, so, okay. So he goes, well, like work out, you know, just so you guys all know. Working out's not that. Working out requires stress hormones. You're not. not, You're as awesome as me. No, especially you, (laughs) sir. (laughs) Drinking the juice over there. So like. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you're not, if if you're only working out to de-stress, that's a great, it's a great way to displace energy, but it's not actually calming down your body. So like. You, you got to find ways. You just got to learn ways. Yeah. We got it. So our Instagram um, is that's where we do a lot of campaigns uh, so. where we just spend a week um, interviewing sergeants, commanders from so across the country. So what's your Instagram handle? Tech mobility. Tech mobility. Yeah. All right. So we follow on that. Yep. All right. And well, you're on TikTok, right? Oh, that's you're a big TikToker, I hear. Um, first of all, you guys are the big TikTokers. I just showed up, and 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 thousands of you. You, I, I don't even have, have like a TikTok. What do you mean by you? We have sixty-two thousand followers on TikTok. Man, Who have, does? Talk mobility. Dang, we have. I don't even have the TikTok or the Insta yeah. face or any of that yeah, stuff. That's bad for oh, you want you just throw out numbers to us, and we are less than yeah, two hundred yeah, followers. Yeah, we have sixty-two thousand. We have sixty-two thousand followers on TikTok, and Damn. we have almost fifty-five hundred on Instagram. We literally have like four people listening. Yeah, to you need you need to promote us then. Okay, I will. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. We'll, well, well she has to here. go pee, so we're going to get out of here. Yeah. Um, again, Lack your butthole when you pee. Yeah. Though, okay? oh, wow. <laughs> hey, thank you. Again, thank you for taking time out of your day to uh, spend two hours and 30 minutes with us. You wow. Have to move that awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. We're, as as we're, All right. We're out of here. We'll thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you.